Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and be a part of the show by joining us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you like the Pirate Radio Facebook page. Follow us there. Also, subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube for all of our videos. And uh, you can chime in on uh, what you would like to talk about on today's program. we got a lot of guests to get to on today's show. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join me. We'll talk about the Pac-12, some college football look at uh some week one matchups and and really just get you ready for this upcoming football season we've been breaking down conferences so we'll go pack 12 heavy on today's show with jeff nadu coming up uh, later on in hour number one the greenville little league 10 and under all-stars are going to join us in the pirate radio studios ramey steins will be here and uh the star-studded cast of that team will join us we'll talk about what's next for them also we'll check in ryan meadows son is on that team ryan meadows has some uh some big postseason baseball going on with pitt county post 39 american legion so we'll uh, get an update with ryan meadows coming up later on in today's show hour two we'll talk fantasy football as you can look at it this way after today just one more thursday with no football we're two weeks away from the hall of fame game which is crazy to think about so we'll talk some fantasy football in hour number two go over the nfc north and west hour three big guest phil Steele. we're going to talk about it all with the college football guru he'll join troy d and i on the pirate radio live line we'll talk east carolina aac acc landscape of college football we'll talk about it all with phil Steele. so we are packed here on a thursday edition of pirate radio live Shirley Rhodes, the Survivor Season 3 champion, is producing. The big dog Glenn Griffin's here, CJ Schaefer here, and to my left, the Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt. Hello, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. In a good mood. We got sports on TV. Yeah, that's right. It's back. A one-day hiatus from Major League Baseball. Right now, the Astros are beating the Yankees 2-1 to in the fifth on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And uh, good to have some baseball back on the tubes and good to be talking football today on Pirate Radio Live. I uh, do have some sad news to start today's show. Uh, former East Carolina assistant, former South Carolina quarterback uh, Phil Petty has passed away. Uh, Petty at uh, a young age passing away he was a starter under lou holtz there at south carolina and he was 43 by the 43 way. years of age wow. he was hired here at ecu in uh, 2004 for the 2005 season uh coaching under skip holtz so he uh 
got out of coaching actually after skip holtz left for south florida so uh he got out at that time but phil petty i remember him you know coming on pirate radio uh talking to him out at practice and uh a funny guy and uh, a great guy and unfortunately he has passed uh, at the age of 43 so that was some sad news uh that we saw on this thursday chandler uh we are continuing to count down the days uh until we get to that ecu nc state kickoff yes sir it is quickly approaching and chandler i think uh i think we need an update though well we need an update but what we need to do is tell shirley to back that fat truck up back it up you survivor champ i want to hear that beeping big dog with a big hat yes sir i like it all right it is the david price construction countdown to kickoff run by ecu alum david price david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions give them a call today 919-291-5532 or visit them online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction the proud ecu home services partner chandler how many days away from east carolina nc state when i saw the number for how many days away we are from ecu nc state i thought of one of my all-time favorite pirates zeke bigger and if you knew zeke bigger you knew that his number was number 44 44 days away until ecu and nc state kick it off in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, September 3rd, high noon. It is going to be Dave Dorn versus Mike Houston, Devin Leary versus Holt Nailers. It's going to be Boo Jerrigan versus John Gilbert. And in the matchup of all matchups, it's going to be Gary Hahn versus Jeff Charles. 44 days away from that is going to be a fun Saturday, but there's going to be a fun Thursday that week, September 1st. It's back. The Pirate Radio kickoff party is back, and it is back in 42 days. And uh, by the way, tickets are available. And if you've not gotten your ticket, get it now because the ticket is going hot. It is going to be here in downtown Greenville at the State Theater. And uh, if you haven't got your ticket, uh, get it now. And Clip, how can you get those tickets? Well, here's what I would do. I would go to PR927FM.com. In fact, I'm going to go there right now. Do it. And what will you find there when you go to PR927FM.com? Well, a lot of cool stuff, but namely a link to click on to purchase a ticket to the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party Thursday, September 1st at 7 p.m. for only $10. What? Say that again? $10. Wow. You can, uh, it's right there at the top of the page. Easy to find. It's big. Click on it. Get your tick and have a good time with us coming up Thursday, September 1st. 44 days away from ECU-NC State. 42 days away until we're listening to The Breakfast Club at the State Theater at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. I've asked you this before, but if you formed a breakfast club, what would be your first dish you would bring? Mm. I want to go off the beaten path and go country ham. Mmm, country hand. I like All it. Right. Good Ooh, call. I had that for breakfast. If this you had morning. to pick three members of the Pirate Radio team to be in your breakfast club, a foursome, who would you pick to have breakfast with? 
Um, Ooh. again, I'm gonna rule Ellerby out. He probably eats breakfast at 3:30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go. Oh, I'll go Chandler, Chandler and Shirley, and uh, not CJ. Definitely. Thank you. So it would be either Glenn or Troy. Uh, probably Glenn. I mean, we just established on the voice of calm at Pi Radio. So yeah. You probably got to take me. I have a nice, calming morning. I'm not going to get too riled up about anything. I'm not going to get you riled up. Everything's yeah. going to be okay. Yep. That's my foursome. Cool deal. And I'm sticking with it. Uh, read this for me real quick, Chandler. Read it? Yeah. Boo? Jerrigan? Yeah. Who is that? Who is that? Isn't that the East, uh, NC State AD? Boo Jerrigan? Excuse me? Boo Jerrigan? 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 What is it? Ty? Ty? Hi? Ty? Boo Corrigan. Ah, dang it. Yeah. Dang it. I knew I would do that. How How did did you know you would do that? Because I had, well, the last time I said his name, I said it correctly, but I had to look it up before because I always think it's Boo Jerrigan. I meant Boo Corrigan. (laughs) So I should have done what I did last time. I should have looked up the name just to be safe, and I didn't. Yeah. And now I look like a complete and utter idiot. I mean, this is message board material you just sent to NC State. They can't even get our AD's name right. So how are, you know. This was a fire back to the WRL reporter that said that uh, they're going to unleash on the ECU September 3rd. So that was just a little fire back. By the way, that way blown out of proportion i mean and it's fine it's fun it's the fun thing about being a fan loving sports not liking the opponent it's fine but if anybody's legitimately mad because that guy said nc state has some frustration to take out on east carolina then it's silly i mean he's just no he's just it's that's he's in that market it's no different than when bailey would say something of that nature for ecu and who cares both teams are going to be fired up but it is true i mean the football team did go out to california for a bowl game and didn't get to play it much like we, we just went, went to dc and yeah. didn't get to play anything so yeah so i mean yeah both teams have frustration both teams are gonna be ready to go uh but that was a big giant nothing burger that i saw yesterday what i do like seeing is all these predictions of state being the acc champion absolutely love, that. love it love, love it. it love I it i want more of it more of it talk it up i want yeah. them to be potential we used to call it a bcs buster or whatever it would be these days i want them to be potential top five looking at the playoffs i do too i i want i want the hype baby i want the hype on max i guess we won't get polls until august like right. the, the uh coaches poll the ap i definitely poll. want them top 10 yeah I, i'm with you and i want everybody out there projecting them to win the ACC. I want all of that wolf smoke I can get. I need all of that red smoke I can get. I'm trying to see where Phil Steele has the wolf pack overall. Um, he'll tell you who's going to win the ACC <laughs> when we talk to him coming up at 5 o'clock. Um, but I'll try to find where he has them in his power rankings. Oh, I thought somebody was going to say something. Let's just sit here while I flip pages. I mean, I, I think the, good I radio the, is reading a book. No, I, I think good radio is the sound of pages being flipped. It's a little ASMR. Let's go to the emails. This is very let's go to Phil, Let's go to Phil Still. Phil Still's power poll has NC State number 14 in the nation. One spot behind another pirate opponent. This schedule gets tougher and tougher by the day. BYU. Wow. Yeah. 
Cincinnati is 30th, according to Phil Steele. So there you go. They will move up. And he's got to have UCF somewhere. Well, he's got them 44. And where does he have Houston? Because he has all them tied in the league. So he's got Cincinnati 30, UCF 44. Tell me when you find Houston on this, Chandler. Hmm. Does he have predicted record up there? Houston 50. No, he does not. Now, seeing East Carolina at 61 is still a sight to behold. It is a, uh, what does that mean? Good thing? Well, I feel like we've been a lot higher in the past few years. I also oh. been a lot lower, by the way. I think you're a trying lot, to say a lot lower. Yeah, depending on yeah. your how you're looking at it. Yeah. You're saying a lot worse. Yes. And so are you. Yes. And yes. so am I. All right, we got we got to take a break because we got a lot of guests to get to. So let's get a timeout in. We'll come back with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, kick off some football talk. Got some area baseball talk later on in hour number one. And then hour two, we're right back to football. Hour three, college football with Phil Steele. So a lot going on on this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this. This is Zach Agnos, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, let's talk some football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. 44 days away, Chandler. That's exactly right, Clip Rock. From ECU, NC State, meaning we're 37 days away from week zero. We're in the 30s when it comes to that. Uh, we'll talk some college football, NFL, and more with Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, how you doing today, man? I'm good, Clip. How are you? Doing great, and uh, we're getting closer and closer. Excited about that, but uh, you turned into big man on the diamond last week, I noticed. You went on a, a nice little baseball run, right? Yeah, I had a couple of winners as we headed into the All-Star break. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I've been betting baseball season. It's a rocky kind of road but you know it's it's a nice hobby to have i wouldn't say it's one of my strongest sports in the world but you know you get into a little groove you know by the all-star break you have some statistics to go off of and uh yeah we'll see how the second half goes up until you know, probably uh, august 15th when, uh, when i'll stop jeff i always hear people they say you know what their toughest sport is to to wager on whether it be you know nba or you know college basketball baseball how about you as a season handicapper? Is it is it kind of all the same if you know the information and you got all the numbers and everything, it's all even? Or are there some sports that are, are more dif- difficult for you uh, when it comes to gambling? Uh, well, I would say baseball, just because, you know, with baseball, unlike most of the sports you mentioned, in fact, all of them, you're working with, with, with money lines. Whereas, like, if I bet a, a football game on a Saturday – 
you know, the most I'm going to lose is a dollar ten, right? I mean, I could bet a, a favorite at baseball, one thirty, one forty. Um, you having to lay run line, you know, just all sorts of stuff you have to kind of keep into to account. Plus the pitchers, they have so much deciding as far as what happens in a game. And I've always said baseball is probably the toughest, but you know they all are, are difficult. You know, they're all hard to beat and they're all hard to maintain a winning percentage in. And I guess just as far as interest is concerned, I wouldn't put baseball up there above you know basketball or football or or even soccer. I mean, I like soccer more than baseball. By the way, uh, shout out to Charlotte FC. Uh, beat Chelsea last night, Jeff, in a friendly. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, them on uh, PKs, and did it uh, late. I mean, they were down one 0 going into the to stoppage time, and they got a late goal. Uh, and, and how about that? I think I'm about to bandwagon, Jeff. I hadn't uh, paid attention much to Charlotte FC, but I think I'm about to, to bandwagon those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like Chelsea played, uh, you know, a, a, a second group or anything either. Pulisic played, and you know, Mark Alonso played. Everybody played, so uh, that's a, that's pretty impressive for a, for a, an expansion team, if you will. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, how about this, folks? Just after tonight, one more Thursday until there's a football game on. It's the Hall of Fame game, but it is football and uh, and something to watch, and that'll be coming up on August the 4th. The Raiders taking on the Jaguars. So football getting closer and closer, Jeff. And uh, today, let's, uh, let's talk a little Big 12. First of all, big picture as the college football landscape continues to evolve with the SEC and Big Ten adding uh, big time names, big time programs. You know what's what is the uh, and we're talking Pac twelve, not Big Twelve, but I'm bringing in the Big Twelve. What is the the hierarchy there? Do you think Jeff is the Pac twelve going to be able to stay together? Does the Big Twelve have more more sway where they might can bring in like Oregon and and I don't know Arizona, you know Washington, whatever? Uh, how do you think the the Pac twelve and we can go ahead and throw in the Big 12. How, how do you think they look uh, two, three years from now? Yeah, I'm fascinated by it, Cliff. I mean, I think you, that, I mean, you bring a good point up. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we've seen over the years certain Western teams, you know, in the, you know, Big 12 or, or wherever. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about it because obviously with USC and UCLA leaving, you know, I've heard talk of maybe, look, if I'm Brigham Young, I would try to get into the Pac-12. I think what will happen is independence will start going away. There won't be many more independents, maybe. Or maybe we see, like, a San Diego State or a Boise State or something like that. You know, and then with adding certain teams in, into you know, Division One and things like that, I think you're going to have to open it up a little bit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about how it will work. I think the Pac-12 will still be there. I just think they'll be obviously adding. Look, if I'm, like I said, BYU, I would try to get into the Pac-12. Um, you know, maybe Boise or someone like that. Uh, and then, obviously, go off the fill in the Mountain West with other teams. But, yeah, I'm curious about it. I'll be interested to see how they do it. Jeff Nadeau joining us. You you brought those up and just had a, a quick question. What, who is the best, and I think the Power 5 term could be going away at some point, but we've taught AAC. We haven't taught Mountain West yet, but some big programs there. Uh, the Sun Belt might have an argument, but who is the – Who's the best uh, group of five conference right now, Jeff, in 2022 in football, in your opinion? Uh, wow. Well, look, I mean, Cincinnati's obviously not yeah. as, uh, as boisterous as they were last year. You know, I, I like the, the AAC, but, you know, I'd probably say and, and look towards maybe the Mountain West or someone on the West Coast. Just when you look at, you know, Boise, I think they're obviously always going to be very good. 
I think Air Force is very good this season. Obviously, Fresno coming back with, with, with Mr. Hayner. Uh, San Diego State with, with what they do defensively and all that. I would have to say the Mountain West from a top-to-bottom standpoint. Um, I think it's going to be a great conference. I'm really looking forward to this group this year. I was very much a big fan last year of Fresno and Air Force. I think it's not out of the question, I think, Cliff. They may be one of the better G5 teams. And this is a group, Cliff, that over really the last two full seasons is 21-5. and They bring back 15 starters, which is one of the most in the country. I might, if I could get a group of five best team, I might take a shot and say that it's Air Force. Hmm. And Air Force will play. I'm looking at their schedule now. They got Colorado out of the Pac 12 uh, coming up this year on the schedule. Uh, Jeff, looking at the odds, Utah, the favorite to win the Pac 12 this year, uh, right up there with USC. Actually, I'm looking, I'm seeing USC is the favorite, followed by Utah and Oregon uh, right there behind them. So is that, uh, is that the top three? Because it looks like it falls off a bit after those three. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, that, that's kind of where I have it. For me, it's, I'm going to put USD above everybody. And when we look at the odds, you know, they are above. Yeah. Uh, they're at $1.50 to win this conference. Look, I, I'm going to be hard-pressed to pick against Lincoln Riley. Look, with the success that he's had over the years at Oklahoma, with the amount of money they paid him, with the uh, really the group coming in there, I, I think it's one of the more talented rosters in the country. I, I think it's right up there with, you know, Alabama and, and those groups. You look at the skill positions, they might have the best skill position players in the country with Jordan Addison and Travis Dye and Mario Williams. Uh, I'm very excited about the second year for Caleb Williams. We saw him really come on uh, and just was better than Spencer Rattler. Um, I'm interested in seeing him in, in kind of another season. You look at this offensive line, I mean, it's stacked really at the guard and center positions. I think it's a really good tight end group. And you look at defensively, that's always been the question under Lincoln Riley. Can you take a major step forward on that end? And I feel like they will. Um, they were pushed around last year a little bit. They've got to get stronger, uh, really, in the trenches and in the secondary. But when you look at the new defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, some of the transfers they brought in, you know, this is a really good football team. And when I'm looking at odds, I've already bet them at 40-1 to 1 to win this thing because when I look at – value, I truly believe they will get the Final Four. And this number's been cut in half. It's down to 20 to 1. So, I made a great bet there. Got a great price. If I'm looking outside of Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, I'm, I'm taking USC. It's that simple. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Looking at uh, some of these other schools, Jeff, and uh, you know, Herm at Arizona State had some ups and downs uh, since he has uh, been there as the Sun Devil coach. It's crazy. It's still crazy to me i mean i remember when arizona was a real you know contender there uh in the pac-12 you got to go back years but to see them as bad as they have been at the way bottom of the pac-12 at least when it comes to the odds i, I don't know stanford uh david shaw has had you know had so many good years there and now they are pretty much an afterthought so i don't know any of these bottom teams cal stanford colorado arizona uh any you know any of those on the rise here jeff I think that's what really hurts this division in this conference is the ba- the fact that the bad teams are, are, are bad. Yeah. You know, you look at Cal, I mean, they just can't move the football. I mean, that that's always been the issue there under uh, under Justin Wilcox. I think for them, getting to a bowl game is a win every year. Defensively, they're okay. But, again, if you can't move the football, you're not going to win. Um, 
Arizona, I mean, obviously Jed Fish is, you know, coming off a one and eleven year. Yeah. They have some kind of interesting decisions to make. I mean, I think the quarterback play will be better. They bring in Jaden Delora, who was at Washington State, had some off the field problems. You know, they brought in Dom Brown as well, who, you know, was at Michigan. Okay. And you look at their yards per play. I mean, it went down significantly clip last year. They were in twenty twenty, they allowed about six point eight yards per play. They knocked it down to five point eight seven, which if they can make a significant move up even to around five point two, five point three, that's a much better defense. They're kind of interesting to me. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they've been. Uh, Arizona State lose Jaden Daniels, and they're going to have to kind of figure out what they want to do, uh, what they're going to do with Emory Jones, who's their new quarterback. Herm's a guy that I like, but I only really like him with talent. The only team that I'm into outside of kind of the top three would be, I don't know, I'm always fascinated in Washington. You know, they always have a great defense. Dylan Morris, I thought, you know, at times – is the guy that I'm kind of interested in. I'll see long-term, but offensively, they, they've always had problems. It's really been a while. Really, Jake Browning, I think, probably the last time they were legitimately good offensively. Always have a good secondary and group back then, but yeah, they always lose those guys year after year. So I'm looking at Oregon. I'm looking at you know Utah, and I'm looking at, at, at USC. Oregon's interesting, Cliff, always. And uh, how about the matchup they have? Week one, Jeff, Saturday, September 3rd. We'll be watching this uh, after East Carolina NC State while we have our uh, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Oregon, basically at Georgia. It's in uh, it's in Atlanta, but that'll be your uh, your ABC 330 game there week one. Yeah, you know, and it's a lot of points to give, a, 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 to me, a, a pretty damn good Oregon team. Um, th- this group, you talk about in the trenches, every – starter on the offensive lines back. Um, if you look at their quarterback, Bo Nick, you know, guy that he played in the SEC, uh, he definitely knows how it is to play against a team like Georgia. Um, you know, this is a defense that needs to get better, um, but I think there's some really solid players coming back. You look at this team in general, because 10-4 last year, bring back 14 kids. That's a lot of people to bring back. Listen, I'll be honest, if you're going to give me 17 and a half with Oregon, I'm in. I think Georgia, look, whether they won or not last year, I don't know if you can watch them and say they overachieved. Let's just be honest. Stetson Bennett is not as good as Bryce Young. Stetson Bennett isn't a great – he's good. He's not great. Defensively, they had the best defense I've ever seen. That's not going to happen again. If you're going to give me 17 and a half points, I'll bite. Um, look, they could lose you know, 31-10, but uh, I think Oregon's too strong to be that big a dog. And another great matchup, Week One, and just unique with teams from the West playing teams from the East. Utah at Florida, one of the uh, I don't know, just a, a weird matchup to think about going on there in the swamp. And then looking ahead to Week Two, uh, Washington State at Wisconsin, just a kind of a weird mix there of styles, and also Arizona State at Oklahoma State. So you've got some good uh, kind of interconference battles going on uh, involving the Pac-12 the first couple weeks, especially that Utah-Florida game. That's going to be really interesting there, 7 o'clock on September 3rd. Yeah, Utah's interesting because, you know, I think from the quarterback, skill position standpoint, they're going to be really good. But, you know, again, the, the trenches, right? Offensive line, they're placing a good amount of guys. Um, look, defensively, they're always good. He is such a great coach, uh, Kyle Whittingham, one of the best bowl coaches from an ATS standpoint you'll find. Um, but that's a tough trip. Um, you know, 
you kind of only want Utah when they can kind of exploit scheduling and you know, get someone out there in the middle of January or, or the middle of December, I'm sorry, or November. That, that's kind of what you want to exploit. They're, they're a team that uh, you know, I don't know if I want to back them right away. You know, Florida's tough. That's a big step up as far as uh, class is concerned to me. So that, that's kind of something I might look to maybe favor Florida in uh, just with you know them being a dog and the fact that it's SEC against Pac-12. Jeff Nadeau joining us, talking football, getting me fired up. Coming up later on today on the show, we'll be talking to Phil Steele, so we'll get his thoughts on the Pirates, the AAC, and uh, and maybe look around the landscape of college football as well, Jeff. But, uh, man, we're uh, we're counting down the days now, so it's starting to feel a little bit real. Yeah, I did a, I did a Spaces yesterday. It was, uh, it was fun. Uh, we talked a ton of college football. We had Danny Boyd Kane in there, which is always – funny it was uh it's fun to talk about this stuff man it, it it just gets you going it feels like you can never talk enough about it so yeah i'm, I'm excited about it and uh jeff we've still got a, a few more conferences to hit on here during our chats but uh might run around the nfl divisions with you here coming up soon maybe get a little pro football talk going yeah that's that's obviously on my mind as well you know it, it is I was realizing clips this morning, you know, it, it's really tough to find truly bad teams in the NFL anymore. There's only two or three, really. You look at, like, the AFC West. I mean, how do you pick that conference? I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to pick it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it and saying, who's the weakest team here? I, I mean. So last week, last Friday, uh, I, I gave a homework assignment to everybody. I said, pick a team that missed the playoffs last year that'll make it this year. I went with Denver. Uh, CJ producer went with the char- uh, Chargers, and we're saying, "All right, so that's two teams out of the West, and we picked the two teams from the West that didn't make it last year. You got those two other teams made the playoffs last year, so it is a it's a murderer's row there." Yeah. So, Cliff, what I'm going to do? It's funny. I'm actually on some sports books. You can parlay division winners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set out on creating. Um, I'm going to pick all the divisions, and I'm going to parlay it all together and see how I do. And maybe we can, maybe I can get your opinion on maybe the NFC South or something. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, I think NFC South is going to be pretty easy, right? It's got to be the Bucks. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. I, just because I uh, do, we just assume that. I mean, I, 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 I tell you what, the Saints are the highest ceiling, lowest floor team, maybe in the NFL depending on Alvin Kamara and what happens with him. And also, you know, Michael Thomas, I guess, is still a thing. We didn't see him all last year. You got those two guys in there. You got something. If you don't, you know, they have potential to be like a five-win team. They, they, and you got Jameis, who uh, might be coming a little more steady, but he's been erratic his whole career. That thing could go any direction. But, but see, the issue that I have, Cliff, is like I I pretty much picked all the teams. So I took the Eagles, the Rams, the Bengals, the Bills, the Bucks, the Titans, and I took the Vikings to upset the Packers huh. and the NFC North. But my last one is how the hell do I pick the AFC West? Right. Yeah. I, I guess I'll just take the Chargers, but you know the Chargers. I, it's I mean I love it, love Herbert, everything, but. Good grief. It's like you got to see it to believe it because I feel like we say the Chargers just about every year yeah. and they miss the playoffs, but maybe they, they got to win, win it sometime. I don't know. Hey, we'll, $100 would bring back $126,000. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe I'll play. 
I like it. I like the discussion. We'll uh, we'll mix in some NFL talk when we talk with you next week, Jeff. Uh, anything else we need to know about you got going on? No, nah, nothing really, man. Just continuing to, to, to uh, push out content, you know, doing podcasts and, and whatever I do. Just trying to stay busy. And uh, you know, July just flew by, man. I mean, next week's the end of July already. So, you know, we, we'll be there very soon. Cliff. It seems like, I mean, I, Barstool Idol was a month ago already. So that seems like it was a week ago. So. It's flying by, man. Flying by. All right, big man. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll check in with you next week. Sounds good. See you, Clip. Jeff Nadu, the big man on campus, joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live, talking football. More football talk on the way, hour two, as we'll talk a little fantasy football. And Phil Steele going to join us in the five o'clock hour today. He'll talk to Troy D and I about the Pirates, the AAC, the ACC, and the entire college football landscape. Coming up next, we got the Greenville Little League, 10 and under All-Stars. They'll be packed in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk about what's next for them and get to know some of the players when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. And we got a packed house right now as the Greenville Little League 10 and under All-Stars are joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Look, you guys are on Facebook Live and YouTube right now, so... Don't pick your nose or do anything you'd be embarrassed about. Uh, Ramey Steins joining us. Coach Steins, welcome in. How you doing, sir? Thanks for having us, Clip. Excited Good. to be here. Got a good-looking uh, group here, ready oh, to play some ball. Doubt. I'm not how sure how good we play, but we really do look nice. Look good, feel look good, good, play good, good right? Isn't Absolutely. that what they say? I agree. All right, Coach, so uh, give us an update. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what you've done so far uh, to get to where you are. So tell us about the run here. Yeah, fortunately, we uh, we played the district tournament in Kinston, and we won that a couple of weeks ago. Had one loss in that tournament, uh, but came out of the, the double elimination portion with a win over our opponents here in, here in town, Greenville North State. Uh, next step was the state tournament, and uh, we wrapped it up with a walk-off on last week against uh, Myers Park out of Charlotte. Who hit the uh, walk-off? Jackson. Jackson. boy. Way to go. Brady we actually we met the uh, Myers Park guys. Oh, did they, Yeah, they came they here in here, too. A week. They had something to do. That's and, great. and then out. y'all sent them home, so way to go. All right, uh, so what's next on the docket for you, Coach? Yeah, we play in a tournament in Wilson called the Tournament of State Champions, uh, which is the same teams our 12-year-olds would play if they went to the Southeast Regionals. Uh, I think Alabama doesn't have a particular team in this age group, so there's two North Carolina schools or two North Carolina teams. Uh, Wilson finished third in the state tournament, so they're representing uh, that second slot for North Carolina. Nice to have it right here down the road in Wilson, right? Absolutely. Save you on some uh, some Save travel there. Yep. So when does that begin? 
we start saturday morning 10 o'clock all right um, there's opening ceremonies great meet and greet uh dinner on friday night and then we have to be back over first thing saturday uh to, to play against virginia all right uh if you win this what happens is this, this is it, it for okay. the nine and ten year olds gotcha. as far as they're allowed to go good deal well uh can we meet some of your guys here no absolutely please. all right so tillman correct yes sir he said he was the best talker on the team he got the big chair and uh so tillman uh who's your favorite baseball player my favorite baseball player is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. He's at uh, Yankees trailing the Astros right now, 2-1 to one in the eighth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, Tillman, what's your favorite part about playing ball with these guys this summer? Um, Just getting to have a good team and playing. <laughs> there you it's go. Not as easy as you thought it was, is it? But, uh-huh. <laughs> the best part about playing is playing. Well said. All right, who else do we have? What's your name? Easton. Easton. Uh, Easton, I, I think your dad's been on the radio here before, right? So you got the, uh, you're the guy. Are you good at fantasy football? Mm-hmm. I hear a lot about you. You're good at fantasy. Uh, who's your favorite player? Ryan Kenya Jr. Good pick. Good pick. You a Braves fan? All right. Good deal. All right. Who else uh, wants to step up? Let's meet some more guys. What's your name? Caden. Caden. And uh, who's your favorite player? Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts uh, from the uh, Dodgers. Good deal. Women's basketball. I was going to say, uh, we're going to have a good women's basketball team this year? Maybe. <laughs> well, well, actually, yes. All right, good answer. You were about to get in trouble if you didn't say yes. Uh, you are the son of uh, the coaches there, Kim McNeil. and uh, Awesome. So uh, are they doing well? Your family doing well? Mm-hmm. Good deal. You ready for some hoops after this baseball? Yeah. Do you play basketball, too? All right, good deal. All right, step on up. So you had the walk off yes. to win it. What was that feeling like for you? I just felt good. Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Jackson. Jackson. Who's your favorite player? Javi Baez. Javi Baez. Okay, I like swim the... coach. Swim coach. Oh wow! So uh, you a good swimmer? Yeah. What's your favorite sport other than baseball? Football, probably. Football. Good deal. All right. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to come in and and talk to us, I got some crazy questions to ask you guys too. Is anybody? Rob's a good candidate for a crazy question. All right, good deal. So if you could own, what's your name? Rob Rhodes. Man, you're tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's uh, If you could only eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, bagel bites. Bagel bites. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He had that answer ready to go. I told you, he's, he's been prepped. That was a good answer. All right. Uh, let's get somebody else uh all right step right up what's your name mason mason who's your favorite player trey turner trey turner all right uh do you have any superstitions like going into games do you have to wear the same clothes or do the same things are you superstitious at all no No? all right you just wake up and play well let me find another good question for you then um let's see would you rather uh here's a good one would you rather fight one chicken-sized gorilla or eight gorilla-sized chickens? <laughs> Wait, did I say that right? One gorilla chicken size. <laughs> so you either fight one big giant chicken or eight little gorillas. Which one would eight you rather? Eight little You want the big chicken? Okay, all right, there you go. I don't know why. I, that's a great question. It tells a lot about a person. All right, what's your name? Cannon Warren. Cannon? All right. Who's your favorite player? Xander Bogarts. Okay, I like that everybody has a different uh, favorite player at this moment. Um, Have you guys been on any, like, I don't know, long rides or anything during this trip? Would you know who the loudest snorer on the team is? Yes. 
That's you. Oh man. That was you know. That was great that you came up here. How about uh how about your food that you would choose if you could only eat one the rest of your life? I don't know. Pick what? What's your favorite food? Uh, hot dogs. Hot dogs? All right, fair enough. Good deal. All right, anybody else want to get in here? All right. What's your name? Thomas. Thomas? All right, Thomas. Um, I'm going to ask you the, the gorilla sized chicken question. Do you want the big chicken or the little gorillas to fight? You're going to fight all this? All right, good deal. Who's your favorite player? Willie Adamas. All right, another different player. That's great. Um, Anybody watch wrestling? Yeah. All right. I Have we talked to you yet? I wrestle. I wrestle. Hey, can you ask me Who's a question? Me, oh, you want a question? Yeah. If you were, uh, if you were in WWE, what would your finishing move be? Probably body slam. <laughs> <laughs> um, jump off the That's a good question. Thank you. Um, I like when people say good question. It makes me feel good. What's your favorite uh, milkshake flavor? Vanilla. Vanilla. All right. Good deal. All right. Uh, oh, we got. Hey, what's your name, bud? My name's Logan. Stitches. Logan. <laughs> Why do they call you Stitches? Because I got stitches in my lip. Oh man, what happened? Baseball. Brother got him. <laughs> oh man. Good deal. You should see him, right? What'd you do to him? <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. If you were in the Olympics. And you can't play baseball. What other sport would you play in the Olympics? Uh, basketball. All right. Yeah. You'd be part of the dream team. Whoever good deal. Whoever said soccer. Oh, dude. All right, Ramey. You got a good group here, right? No, we have a lot of fun. They kept it uh, fun this summer for you? No, it's, uh, it's been a nice combination of a lot of some guys are quiet. Other guys like to talk. So <laughs> Chemistry has been good. Awesome. Uh, so this is double elimination coming up? It's pool play, actually, okay. because the teams come from so far, they're guaranteed at least three games, and then the winner or the you got to win at least two games to advance to the semis uh, on Tuesday. Starts Saturday. You play in one a day, or Saturday, how? Sunday, Monday. Okay, and um, and then we just either go forward or we come home and stay. Good deal. Uh, technology has advanced, Ramy. We see you on TV a lot, by the way. Every now and then. Uh, is there a chance to see this online or anywhere we can follow it? That's a great question. Yeah. I think Wilson does stream, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure exactly how it's under, if it's under the ballpark's name, I think under it's Gillette, under, or is it under Wilson? I think it's under that TOC. TOSC okay. Facebook page, I think, is where Well, we'll find the link, and we'll Thank we'll you. put it out for folks. Thank you very so, much. good deal. All right, uh, anything else before we let you guys run today? Anybody else want to talk? Yes. Oh, okay. What do y'all want to talk about? Um, can you ask me a question? Yeah, sure. Um, ask me the favorite food question. Oh, what's your favorite food? Steak. Steak, good call. Good choice. All right, here's one. You can only choose one condiment the rest of your life. So, that's like ketchup, mustard sauce one sauce ranch whatever the rest of your life and you can only have one what would you pick ranch ranch that'd be your go-to all right good call good call you want another question all right um do the do the third grader question what grade are you guys in third and fourth so let's make it second graders we got this question to ask our ecu baseball players when they would come in so i'll make it uh i'll make it kindergartners for you guys how many kindergartners do you think you could uh, take on at one time? 
25. 25. 85. 86. Okay. 15. No, 15. No, you can't. No, thousand. You want a real weird question? Yeah. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A pine tree. All right, good answer. A pine tree. All right, I think I'm about out of questions. Y'all got any questions for me? Yes. All right, what's your question? Um, what is your favorite thing about being on the radio? Um, having fun and making people laugh and also informing people and having a good time. Which is your favorite sport to, to actually cover when you're in here discussing? I know y'all do the late night football and all the above. But to cover probably ECU football. Yeah. To go as a fan, uh, I like to go to Minji's. And I'm hoping one day there'll be good some good basketball to, to watch in there. But yeah, love uh, love covering football. Thanks again for having us. Thank you guys. Good luck on Saturday and beyond. Appreciate you hanging out. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you guys later. We'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. We're gonna actually talk to Ryan Meadows. Talk some uh, Pitt County Post 39 baseball. Keep the local baseball talk going when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, the Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast and tickets are on sale right now for only $10. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities. You can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club plus many more special surprises. Go to PR927FM.com to get your tickets now before they sell out. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, we've had a lot of uh, all-star teams roll in the last couple of weeks. We had the, the Myers Park team came by. They didn't join us on the air, but we had the uh, the Pitt County Girls softball team roll in. We just had the 10 and under all-stars, and now we'll talk some Pitt County post-39 baseball with Coach Ryan Meadows, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Coach, good to see you again. Good to see you. I appreciate having me. Geared up, looking good. Geared up. Yeah, we've got practice after this, so uh-huh. I had no choice. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll ask how you were doing, but you're doing quite well if you're advancing to the uh, state tournament, right? Yeah, we've had a great summer. Um, you know, it's it's been a little weird, and it's been a really long summer. It's, cause it's the first real Legion season we've had <clears throat> Excuse me, since uh, prior to COVID. Um, you know, there was no season in 2020. Last year in 2021, it was a really modified schedule. I think we played 12 regular season games, and the, the postseason was a double elimination tournament, you know, something kind of out of a Babe Ruth league or something. So, um, you know, we uh, we lost in the final game last year in the double elimination tournament and then obviously got back to a, a real schedule this year. I think we're 20, 21, something like that, and five or six. So we've played roughly 25, 27 regular season games, which is like another high school season. Um, in a short amount of time. Short too, amount right? of time. You know, it's, it's been a grind, and uh, we won – uh, we won in Game 5 in the uh, Area 1 East uh, Championship over Wayne County last week. It was an exciting series and uh, punched our ticket to you know, the state tournament, which is the final eight teams in the state. So uh, we're just happy to be playing. We're watching the, the Astros right now. If I'm not mistaken, 
didn't they build the stadium in Bowie's Creek for Campbell? They they did. That was a really unique situation, and, and that place is gorgeous. It's immaculate. We've we've played uh, a few a few regular season games there this year and um, and last year as well. But I think they had a minor league team come in there, yeah. and mm-hmm. pretty much with the understanding they were only going to be there like two years. Yep. And I think they moved to Fayetteville, and in the process, they turfed the whole place, brand new concourse, hitting facility. Um, you know, it's one of those probably dream situations for the university they backed into, but it's an absolutely gorgeous campus. Of course, y'all play on an awesome field out of Pitt Community College, but the turf is, yeah. is different than the grass. So is it, that, it is. Are you going to get any time on the field before this tournament begins? Um, no, but again, we we played there uh, once a uh, year before last, once last year, and we've played there twice this year. Okay. Um, we've also ventured out in the state, and we've played on I think four turf fields this year, and and that was designed in case we had you know enough postseason success that we were going to play somewhere. And I tell you, it's it's getting in even trickling down to Legion Ball. The 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 higher level of tournaments you go to, you're playing on turf now. So we we also played at McCreary Park in Ashboro, which is uh, the site of the Southeast Regionals for whoever wins the state. So we've got some experience on that field. We got our guys there about a month ago out there, and uh, you know the World Series, uh, the the park in Shelby now is uh, is has gone full turf. So that's where the world is, Clip. Nobody yeah. likes grass anymore, man. They want to keep things on schedule and be, get the games in. You were a uh, a good ball player, so in all your tournaments and uh, and games, did you ever play on turf? Right? Never, <laughs> no. And, and you know back then, if if you did see turf on TV, it was like the old like I guess Bush Stadium with the yeah the, the, the carpet you know kind of like the old elm street gym you know veteran state philadelphia veteran it just looked kind of like dark and gross it was and a torn acl waiting to happen exactly. i mean look the, the the facility at campbell that that surface is immaculate i mean it plays true plays like a baseball field you know the only thing that we've got to really coach our players on in my opinion is sliding um, you know, it's so easy to slide past the bag. And we are we, you thinking about Dewanye William Sutton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every there's year there's turf monsters. Every there, year oh, they yeah. went there, there was an injury that would pop up East Carolina. Yeah, so. well, it can happen, but it can happen on a real field too. So yeah. we're just happy to be playing on it. Who uh, who's kind of led the way? You want to shout out some of your guys, Ryan, that have played well? I tell you, we can. I mean, we've got some some college guys back. We've got a kid named Dylan Harris who's done a great job on the field uh, on the on, on the mound for us as a pitcher uh, plays at, at Pitt for coach Eason uh, a kid named Jake Fuller from Southwedge Edgecombe is going to Lewisburg has had a great summer on the mound as well um, you know some some local kids Perry Eveleth uh, Cam Greenway Grayson Myrick from Rose uh, you know, we've uh, a kid from from North Pitt, Dawson Abel, has been a great two way guy for us. So, um, there's there's really no standout, you know, giant superstar or superstar eagle in this team. That's what I like about them. Um, you know, we've gone with a lot of different lineups and got a lot of different guys out there. There's been a different hero every night, and I think the guys have embraced that, which has made it fun. State tournament coming up. It'll be at Campbell, and it's coming up uh, Tuesday the 26th. That's the first day. Do you yes. guys play that, that day? Yeah, so uh, if if the viewers or, or listeners just uh, listen to the 10 segment for the, the Little League, it's the exact same format. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're starting Saturday. They've got a three-game three, three game pool play, and as we do to um so there's eight teams there's two pools one's called a stars one's called a stripe um so you're guaranteed three games uh pool play starts on tuesday wednesday thursday and then two teams from each pool advanced uh based on records and then you know tiebreakers whatever you got to get into uh the final four is on friday 
uh, single elimination, and the winner of those two ball games will advance to play a single elimination, one game take all uh, state championship on Saturday. If you uh, win that, do you advance to? We do. The winner uh, advances to the Southeast Regional okay. in uh, in uh, Asheboro, uh, Randolph County. And the winner of that plays uh, on ESPN. I believe it used to be on two. I believe it's on one now. So oh, wow. Big deal at uh, in Shelby. Awesome. Which is a great, great honor. Do you know uh, if this tournament will be streaming anywhere, Ron? You know what? I'm not sure. Um, I really don't know. I don't know what uh, what, what they plan. Um, right. We'll find out when we get an orientation on Monday. Okay. We don't even know all the teams in, in the brackets yet. There's still teams out west that are still having their area championship series to you know, determine the one and two seeds. There, there's two one seeds and two two seeds in each pool. So, um, you know, the two teams from all four areas uh, constitute the eight teams. So, um, you know, th- there's a lot to be determined, but we know we punch our ticket. Well, let us know, and we'll get it out Absolutely. there for everybody. I appreciate that. Um, and we always talk about the funding is, is kind of different with Legion Ball than it is with other things, but yeah. can people help you out? Do you Absolutely, need yeah. We've actually, uh, our athletic manager officer, uh, John Duvall, set up a GoFundMe if anybody wants to contribute. Um, you know, it's, we, we treat our players first class. We charter buses all summer, and, and you know, we, we they have a membership at next level, and, and they've got the gear and the swag and all that. And the bottom line is, uh, if we keep playing much longer, including now, the money's about out. So yeah. if anybody wants to contribute to help these guys have a great week, we'd we'd love to have that. You can message me or, or direct message on Twitter or contact John or, or whatever. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love some assistance. Good deal. Ryan Meadows joining us. Good luck to Pitt County Post Thirty Nine as they begin the state tournament coming up Tuesday. Uh, it'll be in Campbell Stadium, and you don't know your opponent yet? Do not know it okay. yet. All right, we'll find that out and uh, and get you the details out there. Uh, we're going to talk fantasy football next segment, Ryan. Uh, you said you've got some decisions to make as far as keepers, right? I yeah. do, man, I do. I'm trying to let baseball get out of my head first. As, <laughs> as soon as uh, the last out is recorded in post-39 and my son's uh, – 10 Utah Hill season. Yeah. I'll, I'll switch over to football in my mind. Your son did a good job in here. He was he yeah, asked I'm for a second question. A little surprised about that. I'm kind of proud of him. <laughs> good deal. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck to you guys. And uh, we'll keep tabs next week if y'all advance in the tournament. Maybe yeah. we can give you a phone call. That'd be great. And look, the good home. thing is Campbell's only an hour and a half away, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if you're feeding for some baseball and it's a high-level baseball at that, come on out and uh, it's going to be a great day. Not just us, but it's going to be a really good event for uh, the whole tournament. Ryan, enjoyed it man thank you thanks a lot man i appreciate clip take a time out come back our buddy cw sloan gonna join us we'll dive into fantasy football talk when we return hour two of pirate radio live phil Steele from the famous phil Steele football magazine uh preview gonna join us in the five o'clock hour a lot of football talk on the way pirate radio live back with you after this listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. 
UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. If you count all the Greenville Little Leaguers, we've had like 29 guests on the show already today. This is going to be a new record. Uh, we got C.W. Sloan joining us now to talk some fantasy football. About time to get serious about it, folks. If you haven't cracked a magazine or looked online yet or looked at your keepers, uh, talked about rule changes, uh, you're going to be behind soon. So go ahead and get those talks out of the way. C.W., welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Magazines. I remember those days. A thing of the I past. I love going to the grocery loved store, it. going to the yes. drug store, yes. and seeing Athlon, Lindy's, uh, all those pre... Those, Street uh, and Smith was Street my Street and Smith. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was a good... I mean, college football, NFL, and I feel like... That's how I found out who Washington was going to play that year, like their schedule. Yeah, they had everything. They because you didn't have the internet. Right. right. And they might have flashed it on Sports Center every now and then. Right. But the only way to know who your team's playing is to get that magazine in the summer. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. You what do you think about that, young man? I, I don't know anything about that. That sounds like a foreign language to you. I mean, I was a young child going through f- Food Line and picking out college football magazines and stuff like that, but that was a long time ago. Uh, you know what else I miss about the summer? Uh, NFL yearbook. Mm-hmm. I would record and I'd go, like, I'd, if I was out with my friends or working um, with my dad, I would have the VCR and record a whole uh, block, like two-hour block, mm-hmm. hoping they would show Washington that day. Mm-hmm. But, man, NFL yearbook. They made you feel so good about your crappy team yeah, every year. They pull it all out. All right, enough of the chit-chat. Let's get down to business. So we're, we're talking uh, NFC North and NFC West today. Let's start with the North. CW, uh, football question, do you have the Packers winning the North? I don't. I All actually, right, great. Yeah, actually, All right, if, yeah, if you said yes, my follow-up was going to be, is that because the Packers are good or everybody else is bad? Because I don't know if the Packers are that great, but who do you have winning the North? I have Minnesota. Why? Well, I just feel like now they've finally got probably the amount of equal talent that Green Bay has across the board, particularly with the skill positions. Now, I do know their defense is nowhere near as good as Green Bay's. The one thing that does scare me about this prediction and i will call it a bold prediction because i do think the majority uh, of the pundits have have green bay still winning it is the schedule green bay schedule for for a team who's actually been to the nfc championship uh, the last several years and 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 gone a long way actually has a pretty easy schedule when you consider you know who they are and and, and who they're going to have to go up against so right. that would bother me all right but, uh let's go first viking off the fantasy draft board is Justin Jefferson, hands down. Is it? Cl- I mean, it's not even close. Right? Not even close. Right. I mean, Dalvin Cook is going to be the second one, but more than likely, you're taking Dalvin Cook somewhere in the neighborhood of nine to twelve in the first round, or even into the second. I haven't seen a legitimate draft where you're putting money that you know mattered to you, where Jefferson's not going past five or six. Okay. So he's in the top half That's of, still of every kind draft. Of close. Yeah, it's close. I get what you're saying. Yep. So Jefferson, hands down. Jefferson is what number receiver off the board for you? He's number two behind Cooper Cup. But I, I there, you know, if you told me that I, I would 
take Justin Jefferson over Cup right now or that he ultimately ends up getting more fantasy points in 2022, I would not be surprised whatsoever. He's already claimed he's going to be uh, the number one receiver, if not this year, next year. Not that that matters. You are talking about a Kevin O'Connell offense, which is the offense that came from the Rams. And if he's playing that uh, position that that Cooper Cup is playing in that offense, you can you know rest assured that he is going to get points, and that uh, that Minnesota is no longer going to be that number one run team. It's actually going to be a team that's going to be looking to uh, to pass slightly more than the run at this point. So, uh, so yeah, I like Jefferson a lot this year. All right, um, Adam Thielen is a what receiver on your fantasy team? What number? He uh, his ADP right now is in the 60s. So you're talking about a fifth or sixth rounder. And by the time I'm getting into the sixth round, that's probably my wide receiver three. Yeah. And if I've got a really heavy running back or if I took a tight end early, I might have it as my two. Maybe It'd be a, a little, little scary. But if you're having a measure two, you better have one of tra- Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Is Kirk Cousins a starter in a 12-team Yes, I think he can. 10-team league. I think he mm, – so right so on the twelve, cut. yes, yeah. ten, maybe ten. You're on the you're on the cut. Yeah, you're right. You're bordering that top ten. Is he one of those guys that if you wait for a quarterback, yes. you wouldn't mind having yes. him? Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Okay. Yep. Last year, I had, oh man, I was so pumped about. I waited on tight end, and I got Irv Smith, and I was like, oh, I'm fired up about this. Yeah. I uh, got hurt the first week of September. Yep. Missed the year. Um, I know how you feel about tight ends this year, but is Irv Smith a guy? You would take a flyer on if you didn't. If take a flyer on him, right? But don't expect him necessarily to do. The, this is now the year two of this breakout season that Irv Smith is supposed to have. They talked about this last year. He got injured, and they're talking it back up again, and that he's healthy. And and with this offense, you know, if you're really talking about the offense, I don't ever recall the Rams really putting Tyler Higby as one of the you know the main targets of that offense. He was just more of a, a bystander. So you know, Irv Smith is more talented uh, by all means, but I don't think they're going to utilize the tight end the way uh, some of these other players that you really want to have as your wide, as your tight end number one, you know, for, for Irv Smith. So, it, it, all right. Any yeah. other fantasy um That's it for Minnesota. Buttons? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. go to Green Bay. Um, <laughs> what Green Bay wide receiver do you want? Well, you want Alan Lazard. The question is, when do you want him? You know, at what point do you finally pull the trigger and take him? You know, his ADP right now is very similar to Adam Thielen. And you say, well, you know, Adam Thielen has shown us that he can get 14 touchdowns in a season. Lazard is not. But you also are talking about an offensive Matt LaFleur where you know that Lazard is going to be the wide receiver number one for that team. And they're, they're not, you know, they've got Sammy Watkins and, and Christian Cobb, Watson. And Christian they've got Watson. Randall Cobb. But at the end of the day, when when the season ends, you unless, you know, he gets hurt, Lazard is going to lead the league in catches or lead the team in catches and yards. The question is, how much are they going to put stock into him? His ADP right now is around 90, 92. And that's about where he needs to be going. He's not going to be a starter for any you know really good twelve team. He's going to be one of those first guys off your bench. Uh, but he is he is definitely a draftable player and one that you could utilize, especially if he does get hot sometime into the season. Uh, is Robert Tunyon draftable at tight end? Not for me. All right, uh, Aaron Jones. Where is he ranked amongst second the- second round? Uh, second he, round. Yeah, you, you got to okay. pull a second rounder if you're going to take him. I would probably, if, if you were one of the, the the guys that takes one of those top end wide receivers in the in round one, a la Cup Jefferson, 
uh, or Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams, I wouldn't have a problem taking Aaron Jones as my RB1 if that's the case. He will not be my first pick of, of my draft, but he could certainly be my second, assuming that I have one of those elite wide receivers. I don't know that I would pair Aaron Jones up with a guy like Christian McCaffrey because now you have a lot of question marks on both of your starting two running backs. So if you're going to take an Aaron Jones, he's going to pair great with a guy that you know is going to lead the team in targets, is going to be one of your top elite wide receivers, and then you could possibly pair him up with uh, an A.J. Dillon later on. So that I was going to ask, what, yeah. do you draft A.J. Dillon? Do he, you only draft him if you have Jones? No, 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 no you, absolutely. He's, he's, he's a standalone uh, okay. talent. He's going somewhere into the uh, low 60s, so you're talking about a late 5th, early 6th round draft pick for him. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I do think Aaron Jones is going to be the guy that's going to be leading the team in targets, you know, from the backfield. And so that's where you're, especially in a half point or full point PPR league, you are going to have a little bit of an advantage there. The touchdowns is really where the question is going to be, you know, and how much regression do either of the two have and, and how they plan on utilizing that. The other, you know, the amazing thing about this with Green Bay is how much better are they going to be than they were the last two years when Aaron Jones really wasn't a wide, or excuse me, a, a, an RB1, uh, barely an RB1 in the first round, you know, at that point, and, and as well as A.J. Dillon, where you've got to share uh, the backfield. So it is a little bit cloudy. It is a little bit uh, tough to decide between the two. If you want to burn, you know, draft picks for both players, I probably would not go about doing that. If I took one, I would just hope that the other one does, you know, gets hurt and, and that you can, you know, utilize one for the entire time of the season all right this sounds like a silly question for those that are not super fantasy nerds like us i'm looking at a um rankings here fantasy pros is aaron Rodgers worth drafting in a 12 team league 12 team for sure they have him 12th right it just seems crazy to say but that is that more about what's around him or Correct. him getting older it's a combination everything? of both yeah. it's a definitely a combination okay. of both uh and, and just look at the wide receiver he's probably got one of the worst sets of skill position all around him since he's been in Green Bay. Maybe not the worst, but one of the worst since he's been there. And this is the oldest he's ever been. While he he's been makes he's going to make them better, but we probably didn't talk about how good Devontae Adams is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much better did Adams make Rodgers? Right. I think, and they both made each other yeah. phenomenal. But I could, at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers will ultimately be a better quarterback for his team than than you will for your fantasy team for this year. Shirley, do the uh, hit the take your pick because you said you've got some. I've got one for you right now. Okay, uh, so let's bring this back from the uh, grave here. Take your pick. You like that, Chandler? Yeah. All right. Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Wow. I'm just I'm, again. This is a fantasy segment, folks. Right. Fantasy football only. Right. All right, uh, any more Packers? Thank you, Shirley. You can cut that. That's it. All right. Uh, we should be able to fly through these teams. Let's go Bears and Lions. Mm. About four each. Uh, four? Okay. Mm, sure. First, well, I'll, take, I'll say three. I'm sorry. First bear off the board is Montgomery, yeah. Mooney. Yeah. Late, late 30s. Mm-hmm. All right. Is Mooney? Mooney's uh, definitely draftable. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be your wide receiver, two or three, depending on how early you picked one early on. He, his ADP is... Is, is actually somewhere right around there, right around Adam Thielen. 
uh, you've got definitely a worse offense, but you've got a more dynamic player and a guy that can make a lot more plays right now than Thielen can. Uh, so that would be a good, you know, that was one of my take your picks, but that's okay. We'll, we'll move on. Is the other draftable bear a tight end? Yeah, Cole Komet's going right. to be one of your, he's, he's a flyer. He's not definitely one that you're going to, uh, you know, guarantee that he's going to be in the top 10, but he's definitely somebody who can break into that top 10 tight end group uh, if you elect to draft him this year. All right. Uh, on to the lines. Is that it? Yep. All right. Um, I had DeAndre Swift last year in our league, mm-hmm. and boy, garbage time. Did awesome yeah. catching balls, things like that. Gets a lot of volume. Uh, so, what do you, I mean, what do you think about him yeah, going he, into he's, this year? He's one of those, again, if you did the take your pick between him and Aaron Jones. You know they're very similar in terms of what they're going to be asked to do, and the amount of production that they're going to have. Uh, you know the question is how good is Detroit going to be? How many different times are they going to be in the end zone where he can actually put some touchdowns? That was kind of, you know, his bugaboo last year is he didn't get into the end zone quite as much. But you're right, the volume is there. All right, I got a couple receivers here and a tight end. Who's the next lion you would take? St. Brown. Okay, and he's he's again somewhere in the in the fifties. Another player like Mooney and Thielen that you would have to decide between somewhere in that uh, wide receiver three range. Oh, what is the status of Jameson Williams? So he tore his ACL in January. Okay, that's the third week in January. If you're talking about an ACL tear, and we've talked about this yeah. in nauseum in college and in the pro, if you were to ask me when you first saw him on the field, I would say somewhere around Thanksgiving. That's just my guess. So if you're in a keeper league or something, you know, get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but if you're playing redraft one year, he's probably not worth taking. I, I would not. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's just too many other players that you don't have to worry about <coughs> uh, taking. You know that that much of a chance and rolling the dice on. But interested to see where he goes in our league. Yeah, where yeah. In the keeper league, it's keepers, a much different story. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. All right, any other uh, Hawkinson? Hawkinson, you're going somewhere in the high 60s okay. as an ADP, so right now. But other than that, that's your NFC North. All right, that is your North. Let's take a timeout. We'll talk West when we return on Pirate Radio Live, talking fantasy football. Chandler, if you'd like to talk, you can. All right, sounds good. All right, that was good. Good work. We'll be back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Talked about magazines a moment ago. The GOAT College Football Magazine. Football magazine, sir. Phil Steele. Phil Steele, the man behind the mag, will be joining us coming up in 30 minutes right here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk Pirates. We'll talk Wolfpack. CW, you're a state grad. Yep. You're not a like. Are you? You're not a diehard state guy, though. No, or at least you hide it from me. Uh, yeah, I hide it. Well, I mean, you guys are all purple and gold. I don't try to come in here and yeah. throw the red. And, and, but are and you invested? Guys. Like, are you going to be fired up for this season? Y'all are supposed to be sure. good. I, okay. there, there was a time, a ten year period, where I had girls playing travel soccer all the time, and so I basically missed 
pretty much all the college sports because we all traveled on Saturdays. And so it was just hard for me to get into it when I, I couldn't really that. watch and, and see it. But I am starting to trickle back into I mean, I, I, whenever I can get to a game or watch a game, I will. Are you going right. to go to ECUNC State September 3rd? I will not be going to that game. No. All right. Uh, we are now talking NFC West, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with the world champion, mm. L.A. Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup is not only your your first wide receiver on the board, would you take him number one overall? I wouldn't argue with anybody who wanted to do it in a full PPR. I, I, who would you take number one overall? Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I think I, I have a hard time thinking most anyone. Like I said, I always try to finish the sentence off of this. If, if you bet a lot of money that mattered to you, that you're not going to take uh, either Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup as your as your number one pick. Mm, uh, okay. CW's big board. Taylor one. Who's number two? Uh, overall yeah cup all right so there we go um where would you draft alan robinson what a what a spot to be in for him i'm interested to see uh if he puts up some big numbers here yeah he he's going in in mid 40s 46 right now is his adp so you're looking at a fourth rounder fifth rounder for him uh possibly if you if he falls to the next round so he's he's in that wide receiver two or in three range depending on the receivers you draft before him and i'm pretty high on him at that spot i do think he can definitely give you the value that you need i I think it's more of what it speaks not just of Allen robinson but of the of the offense i think you do have to throw away 2021 when it comes to his numbers he essentially got injured but he came back he checked out the bears were not doing anything they had a, a quarterback that couldn't get him the ball and I don't think it had anything to do with him as a as a wide receiver as a talent. Yeah. And you've seen what he's done with decent, not even great, but decent to to poor quarterbacks with the Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, you do know that he can put up numbers uh, if the if they can get the ball to him. We saw a newcomer Odell Beckham shine there yeah. after a, a bad situation, and now he's looking to do the same. Um, Higby, we talked about any other receivers. Uh, you know, if you're in a, in a 12 team and, and you've got one of your last picks, you might want to take a flyer on Van Jefferson. But other than okay. that, there's nobody else there. Higby. Okay, excuse me. Cam Akers is your. No, no. We're, oh, get, we're getting there. Okay, we're getting okay, there. Okay. We're getting there. Uh, Higby, is he 12 team league? Nah. Probably not. Okay. Cam Akers coming off an injury. We talked about him yesterday, didn't we, Chandler? Yep. So he returned for the playoffs. We were trying to remember when he, returned he came back. The, he returned a little bit before the playoffs. Came to the playoffs, of course. I was reminded last night about how good he looked in the first half uh, when we were at Trivia. How good he looked in the first half uh, of the Tampa game in the divisional round and then how he had two Oh, yeah, the two fumbles. Two. Yeah. yeah, two fumbles, two crucial fumbles and, and almost cost him the game. But uh, I do think he is going to – this is the one – this is not an ACL tear. This is an Achilles. And from what everybody's saying in camp, that he's going to come back uh, in a ferocious manner and that he is going to play his part. So I'm, I'm okay drafting uh, Cam Akers in the fourth round, which is about where he's going as your RB two or three. Is Daryl Henderson draftable? Yeah, he's probably a, a nice handcuff late if okay. you have a 12 to yeah if you're going to draft cam cam makers for that reason but you're not using him as a standalone shirley can you uh fire up take your pick real quick for mm-hmm. me please uh let's go matthew stafford i made sure to have him on every team last year he was good he was all right i mean not not great but good decent all right so take your pick stafford or cousins 
Stafford. Wow. Yeah, Stafford. Okay. I like the offense. Well, I, I like I like the continuity, from, with the exception of Allen Robinson there with Cup, Cam Akers. Uh, I think this offense is going to, to gel well into the season. Now, the one caveat to the fact that you're talking about uh, the Super Bowl champions, they do have one of the hardest schedules of this particular year. And it's not just because they won the Super Bowl. These schedules are always out well before, and, and they're, all, they're only two games, essentially, that get changed based on how you performed the year before. But uh, but they do have one of the harder schedules of this year. So I would take that into consideration. Uh, but Matthew Stafford and the offense itself is just, you know, you know they've, they've been doing it for a while with, with the head coach. So I'm going Stafford. All right. Uh, we move on. We done with the Rams? Yeah. All right, to the Cardinals we go. Um, we've got DeAndre Hopkins yeah. out how many games? Six. Suspended six games. Six games. How does that affect where he would be if he was not suspended? You're probably talking about four to five rounds wow. later than if he had just been a healthy participant in camp coming in You know, week one. His ADP right now is somewhere around 100. So if you look around ninth, tenth round, you're definitely stashing him. It's not somebody you're planning on putting in, uh, especially since he's missing six games. But uh, but if he comes back after week six, and you know you do have one other bye week too, so you're really talking about a seventh game uh, that he misses. Uh, but I still feel like he's a draftable player, and that if you're deep in the in the first couple of rounds, right. it's definitely a great player that you can keep and possibly trade later. All right, um, you like Hollywood, right? I do. Uh, his ADP right now is 52, which is uh, right at the fourth or fifth uh, swing, fourth round, fifth round swing. And I do like Marquise Brown. I do like the fact that he's following an offense where they can utilize his skills a lot more than Baltimore. And the fact that he's going to have his other uh, wide receiver next to him miss the first six weeks. And the fact that they do have a tight end who is serviceable, who they can't just double team you know, the entire time, Marquise Brown. They do have Rondell Moore. So I do like Marquise Brown in that particular spot. He's one of my most draftable players in best ball for 2022, where he is going, which is the late fourth, fifth round. All right. Uh, shout out, I just want to shout out A.J. Green. Great career. Still playing. 33. Yep. Is he? He's in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah, he's definitely not a Hall of Fame player. Seven hundred. He's not hitting those milestones. He got the ten thousand receiving yards, but uh, he's got sixty-eight touchdowns, seven hundred three catches. Hall of Very Very Good. Hall of Awesome. Yeah. AJ Green. Yeah. All right. Uh, not drafting him. Nope. Rondell Moore. Uh, late. Uh, his ADP is one hundred and twenty-eight. So anytime you start getting into the hundred and tens and twenties, you're you're kind of bordering whether or not he ends up getting drafted. Depends on the size of your league. Uh, I have not drafted him in any 12 teams yet, but that doesn't mean that uh, he has been drafted in pretty much every one that I've seen. Daryl Williams over from the Chiefs to the Cardinals and James Conner. I was able to scoop him up late in the league last year and uh, will likely be having him back on my team this year after talking to CW. Um, You're keeping him? Yeah, and I'm I'm always nervous about that running back wall. It burned me with Marshawn Lynch because I caught his career over like seven years too early. I'm just scared he's going to fall off the. But you think you told me that you you think James Connors has got more years in him? And he, yeah, he's still on his second contract. He's not anywhere near closing that that contract. Okay. And there was a year that Pittsburgh hardly used him. He was he got it. Of course, it was due to injury. Uh, but we do have now Chase Edmonds not in the fold in Arizona. And uh, yes, the 19 touchdowns. There's going to be a regression there. There's no doubt about it. But if he is the 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 one. Uh, cog in the, in the backfield that is going to take the majority of the carries. I I just don't see how where he's being drafted. I guess is you know it's always about value and about how much it costs you to take somebody. 
third round pick if you're talking about taking two elite wide receivers and he's one of your number one running backs rb1 or rb2 you're in good shape i think he's just bored he's not very yeah. fast yeah. he doesn't do anything great yeah, he's just he's a not, good that's right solid running back right charlie can you fire up uh take your pick for me real quick real quick take your pick Kyler murray or joe burrow Kyler Murray, yeah, the offense is better. Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Hmm. The gold teeth scare me a little bit of Lamar and, and his claim for money right now. I don't know how that's going to shake out and if that's going to affect him through the season because I don't think Baltimore Wait, is going to Isn't Kyler Murray doing the same? Con- what are you talking He just got it today. Oh, okay. Hey, breaking news. Breaking news $250 million. Okay. They now said. he's fat and happy, though. Yes. Lamar's hungry. Eh? Uh, eh? I think Lamar's more than hunger. I think he's more upset than he is hungry. So, but I like. I'll, who do you like? Uh, I'll take Kyler. All right, Kyler Murray. Wow. Okay, Murray or Mahomes? Mahomes. So is Murray like a four or five? Yeah, he's right there in that top five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What do you think, Chandler? I like him because I just got him in the trade. All right. Oh, sweet! Congratulations. Uh let's see. Zach Ertz. Draftable. Hundred percent. Yeah. Where at? Uh. Ninth, tenth round. He's his ADP somewhere around 100. Okay. So yeah, you're somewhere. You are going to draft him. You are going to start him. He's probably the tenth. I, I I've got this line of demarcation right now where I've I've decided I'm sticking to these top ten tight ends and I'm not worrying about the rest of them. And I've you've basically got to. It's kind of my my thing this year. I've got to stick to one of these top ten tight ends, and really top five because six through ten is there's a big drop off. But um, but. Ertz is probably my ninth or tenth top t- uh, tight end when I'm talking about my my rankings with those guys. Are we ready to move on to the Niners? Sure. All righty. What do you do about Debo? Where do you where do you take him? He's one with the casino. We just talked about Lamar Jackson and the, and the contract disputes. I'm not actually that bothered by this because I feel like he's got the leverage in San Francisco is going to have to put the money in in his face, and he's they're going to have to pay him, especially with Trey Lance being so. Uh, so green right now. So his ADP right now is 18 or 19, around the 18 and 19 range. And I'm definitely not shying away from taking him, especially if I take one of the top uh, running backs in the first round. All right. Where is George Kittle going in drafts? Kittle's going around 44, 45, and he's one that he's on the decline for me. I, I think I'm. Oh, your tight him. end tier goes uh, uh, Kelsey Andrews and Kelsey then a Andrews is a drop off, right? Okay. And then the ne- then I have three after that. Kittle. Pitts, Kittle, Pitts, and Waller, and I'm taking Darryl. Waller out of that group one step higher. Kitts, uh, Pitts, and then Kittle after that. Would okay. Be uh, let's see. Are you uh, Brandon Ayuk? Any other receivers you're taking? Ayuk is in the in the high 90s, and I don't mind taking him as as one of my backups. He's he's definitely not a startable guy. Are you taking a Niners uh, person in the backfield, and if so, why is that Kyle Uzcheck? Uh It's not Kyle. Uzcheck. Oh man. I like his Super Bowl props when they make it, or, or the uh, playoff props. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell's it, and you do have a little bit of, you have to hold your nose to, to him as well because of the injury concerns, as well as the Shanahan concern. You know, once you get hurt as a running back, he goes to the next guy, and then all of a sudden you forget about that guy. And you know that, what? That just happened don't last year. draft a Niners running back. Yeah. Just pick up the guy that's starting in week seven. Right. He's probably not even on the roster right, right yeah, now. Yeah, you just wait until the waivers, and then you pick up somebody. But but Mitchell is definitely draftable. He's going somewhere around 58, 59. All right, this is going to look weird. Seahawks depth chart. 
Uh, I told you my status on this, though. I, I, I'm I'm staying away from every one of them, even though they're all being drafted. But they're, they're, there's not going to be one guy on this team. Because I just can't trust them. Yeah. But they are being drafted. What's DK's deal? Is he... DK's the highest player of the group. I'm not. I'm not drafting him. Is he You're, waiting to get paid right now? It's not. It's. It's. Well, you have an inconsistent receiver with an inconsistent quarterback now, on, like, on an inconsistent team. That doesn't bode well for me. Does his numbers yeah. show he should be ahead of Lockett? I guess. Yes, he's okay. well ahead of Lockett in this case. All right. And I think this is where now the the physical attributes now, because you do have a quarterback who you don't really trust, are going to just shake out. You know, more so than Lockett and the trust that Lockett and and you know, Russell Wilson had. So. Well, this had, and again, this is an unofficial data sure. chart, but it has Geno Smith as the starter. Over Drew Locke. Lock. <laughs> I mean, either or, who cares, yeah, right? Yeah, bad or worse, whichever one you want. Rashad Penny. Penny's the running back that you and, and you got Penny, you got uh Kenny Walker, and then you have Chris, Chris Carson. Chris Carson's yeah. still there? Yeah, but he's the one that's not gonna be drafted. Uh Walker's actually been drafted somewhere into the eighty nines to ninety fives, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not touching a running back from that team as well. Like I said, there's just too many question marks that I think I'm just I'm just staying away from. It's kind of Seattle. funny. They've had the same team for years, and yeah. now we're poo-pooing it just because Russell Wilson's gone and they don't have a quarterback. Right. I mean, they've had these same receivers and right. interchangeable running backs. But if you think about it, that's the, the, the guy that kind of made it all the rest up. of them function right. when you oh yeah I, I get it now if you pulled another quarterback that came in like let's say jimmy garoppolo gets there right you might start thinking a little bit differently which is something that seattle is interested in doing not through a trade but through a free agency when they cut him if they in fact don't trade him yeah i am fascinated when did you say dk's going in draft 50s look 54 is his adp right now yeah it's just he's going to be sitting out there, and you're like, love the player, hate the situation. And but if Garoppolo gets signed, let's say they cut him, they have to cut him before week one in order to not pay the twenty four million. Let's say they, pay, you know, they wait as wait as human long as humanly possible. They sign him because what they're and, trying to trade him. Yeah, but, but if they can't, they'll cut him. Yeah, they'll cut him. Um, they're not going to keep him for sure. That's one hundred percent, you know, certainty. So the question is right now, if a team doesn't uh, grab him, they're going to cut him, and then Seattle's going to be one of the first teams in line to grab him, as well as Cleveland, as well as Houston. So those are the three teams that you're looking at. And, and if and if Seattle gets him, I do put a stock up on a couple of those receivers for sure. But during the draft, I think I'm just I'm just not I don't want to worry about it. I just want to get away from that. We had a uh, take us to break Shirley Rhodes. We had an expansion team in our fantasy league one year. And uh, he wanted to put the team in Seattle. And I had a great name for a team. He went with Seattle Smoke. Hmm. But I said they should be the Seattle Cattle. Have a cow as the mascot? Just because of the rhyme? The moon? Yeah, it rhymes. Sorry. It's third down. God. Seattle Cattle. Everybody just slamming milk in the stadium. Milk baths after touchdowns. Milk in the mascot? All right. See? This is fun. All right. Do you have uh, material for us for our final segment? Uh, Sure. Take your picks or anything? Yeah, we can just more. I did. I did. Uh, One more segment to go with C.W. Sloan. Phil Steele coming up at 5 o'clock. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Sunday. What else is new? Well, 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. And coming up on Saturday, they're going to have a vendor market from 11 to 4 Uh, at the back of the restaurant featuring all local vendors. It's a new look, a new name, but it's the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. The party's in the back at 5th Street Hardware. Business in the front, party in the back. Well done, Chandler. Stepping up big here this segment. We uh, will now talk more fantasy football coming up at 5 o'clock. We're talking college football with Phil Steele. He'll join Troy D and I. That coming up in just a moment. All right, CW, I ask you questions for an hour. So for the next four or five minutes, you can ask us uh, some questions. Yeah. well, And you I, can grade I, us like the teacher that you are. Uh, you're going to bring it back to school in July. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can't sorry, do that. Sorry. Can't do that. Okay. So on, in the last couple of, of drafts, I have have come across a couple of these decisions, and I thought, you know, if these are these are decisions that I have to make more than 30 seconds of thought, then it's worth bringing it out and, and having We're it. We're down to four minutes. Yep. All right. Here we go. Take your pick. First one. Hit the music, Charlie. All right. You can go ahead. All right. Javante Williams. Three and a half minutes. Or Alvin Kamara. Damn it. Well, I mean, that's not fair. Um, I Current status I right now. I trust Javante enough to take. I love Kamara, but the unknown, I'll take Williams. Yeah, give me Javante Williams. Go Javante Williams, okay. All right, second if one. If I'm in a draft, I probably don't do that. I'll probably take Kamara <laughs> now that I think about it. Because I like him so much, and I'm... I it's have, tough. It's a tough call. I have an ego where I think my team's good enough to win without him and then get him. Like I drafted Michael Thomas last year right? because I thought my team was good enough. I don't know, you know, whatever. And my team wasn't good enough. Right. But anyway, go ahead. That would be a, a, a mid to late third round selection if you're having to make that decision. Okay, the next one. This is about a fifth or early sixth round choice. Cortland Sutton or mm. Jalen Waddle? Jalen Waddle. Hmm, that was quick. Cortland Sutton or Jalen Waddle? Uh, I had Waddle last year. I like him. Man, Sutton. It, it's the perceived number one in Denver. All together, but right? Jerry Judy. Uh, give me Waddle. Okay, just because of the unknown of Sutton, right? Yes, and I had him last year, and I like I like Waddle. Uh, who would you take? I'm going Waddle there. Okay. I just I think the offense I like as a as a whole, and like you said, you're not really too sure. Yeah, and I like the dance that That's he does with Sutton. Yeah. All right, next one. Ezekiel Elliott or mm. Brees Hall, the rookie? Brees Hall, Jets? Yes. First running back taken. Ezekiel Elliott. He's, yeah, I'm going Zeke. You're going Zeke still? Yeah. Okay. Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady? I'm eating. You're eating. It. I'm eating in this yes. thing. Oh, boy. Like, Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady? I had Hurts. AJ Brown. I had Hurts last year. I feel like he didn't really play well that well in any games and he got me a lot of points somehow yeah give me use his legs 
Devontae Smith's second year. Give me Tom Brady. I'm okay. going Brady. With no Chris Godwin for maybe a few weeks. You ever heard of Russell Gage? Yeah, no Gronk. Heard you ever heard Kyle of... Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is our Cameron Brait. Have yeah. I ever heard of Russell Gage? <laughs> so who would you take? You heard it here first. CW wants to get rid of Tom Brady on his favorite team to bring in Jalen Hurts. Tom Brady. Let's make the trade. <laughs> I said Tom Brady. All right. But that's a biased pick for me. Okay. Uh, this is a difficult one now because we know Garoppolo is out of here. Do you want to go with Dak Prescott or Trey Lance? I'm not a bit. I'll go Dak. I, I don't know if I'm scared. I just haven't. I'll be honest. I have not watched a lot of Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know a ton about him. I know that his coach is a genius, yep. and he finds a way to have a good offense. Really, no matter what they got going on, right? So that, is, but but I'll go. And Dak's weapons have depleted. Yep. Yeah. Um, having said all that, I'll still go Dak. But I might be wrong because I'm uneducated on Trey Lance. I don't like the uncertainty of Trey Lance. I'm going to go Dak. Okay. And the upside there for sure is Trey Lance. I, I think, you know, the ceiling for sure. either one of those teams is at this point. But yeah. Dak's you're, you're had a decent there. floor, though, right? Sure. He hasn't your, bottomed out. Your floor is definitely going with Dak there yeah. at that point. But the, the question is if you wanted to reach that status where Lamar Jackson wins the MVP where nobody knew it was coming. Right. Yeah. Trey Lance and, could be a lot more fun. Uh, and he's Dak. got an elite wide receiver. He's got, you know, a great running game. Yeah. Defense is solid. Good so. offensive coach. Yep. Okay. Let's do uh, two more. All right. Real quick. Saquon Barkley. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a sucker. I'll do Barkley again and just throw away my team. I'm going to go Fournette. I need reasons. Uh, because if Barkley's healthy and playing, God, I hate the Giants. Daniel Jones stinks. But Barkley is a, a game changer. If he puts it all together, he can do something. Fournette's kind of boring to me. I don't know. I I reluctantly take Barkley, and I don't have a reason. Yeah. I, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Fournette can get chunks, but also if they're down there at the goal line, they're going to ground and pound with Fournette. Right. Get him touchdowns. And and believe it or not, even though he got, Fournette got hurt, you, you go back and look at his production. He was one of the top 10 running backs in football last year with an injury. Saquon Barkley, with any injuries, is never going to be in that top 10 based on how he gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm definitely taking Fournette there. All okay. right, one more. Hit the music, right, Shirley. This one's for we'll you. Do one more. Okay. Uh, the go to break music, actually. Take your pick. Yeah. Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. Carson Wentz, former versus current wide receiver. Terry McLaurin. Okay. That was scary, Terry. Um, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Matt Ryan, greater than Carson Wentz, but Terry McLaurin, like Allen Robinson, has and and McLaurin had some downs last year, but he's played with not so great quarterbacks and has still been able to get his. So. I'm taking Terry. All right. Yeah, with you. That's a three threat. CW enjoyed it. Let's do it again. We'll do a segment via phone, not a whole hour, but we will talk to you again next week. Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm there. All right. We are, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And uh, we'll continue on these fantasy chats. I really enjoy them during the summer. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Phil Steele joining Troy D and I when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and joining me inside the Pirate Radio studios, Troy D. Hello, Troy. Hello, Cliff. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, and I feel like I was just here. Yeah. That was a fun show yesterday. I got to say, great job, everybody, with that. It was actually very, for a midsummer classic on the slowest sports day of the year highly entertaining some people didn't get it we had a guy uh talk to us today though that said he was angry because we roped him in hour one and said he had to keep listening to see who won it's funny i suspect i was i actually listened to some of the replay this morning uh when i was driving in and and obviously when i got here to the studio it was on um i thought one of two things either people like loved it yeah. Or they probably hated it. And they're like, what are you idiots doing? Yeah. You know, and if cut you, one or both ways. If you love it, well, good. We'll do it again next year. If you yeah. hate it, well, guess what? It's only once a year. It's once so a year. You're good. Yeah, settle down. It's like Halloween. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But the majority of people love it. That's not a great analogy. You're a good analogy guy. That hurts, Clip. <laughs> but I want to be honest. That my point was it's only once a year. There are a few people that don't like it. Who but hates? most people like it, which was my point about the show. Most people like the show. There were a few that either didn't like it or didn't understand it. Well, we had a guy call in and say it was stupid the day before we even did it. To me, it was... I bet he listened. It was more like med school, Troy. Match day? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk... Do you swim? <laughs> got a pool <laughs> again these are references from yeah. yesterday's show should have been them. paying attention sorry folks. yeah uh, now you these really inside it. jokes if you're a regular listener <laughs> then they're outside jokes all right troy you ready to talk to the guru himself hell yeah i am now talk about one of my favorite people to talk to every year annual one of the great honors we have of being in this business sad we can only do this once i know and and (laughs) luckily because we're in this business we get to talk to this guy because he is literally a know-it-all yeah when it comes to college football knows it all about college football we'll talk pirates we'll talk aac and a whole lot more with phil Steele. he joins us now on the pirate radio live line phil we appreciate your time how you doing today you know i am doing great how about you gentlemen fantastic doing Looking good forward to some football i know this always fires me up clip every time we talk to phil Steele, uh an encyclopedia uh if you will and when i was younger phil they had a thing called encyclopedia britannica uh our younger listeners or viewers may not know what that is but i'm sure you do you are the encyclopedia britannica of college football and i mean that in the best way I appreciate that very much. And, yes, I actually do remember what encyclopedias were. Had one in my house growing up. Yeah, I had a whole – we had two of them. Like, there were all these catalogs. Kid, before the Internet, kids, you had to actually go to a book and look stuff up. But, anyway, let's not get too sidetracked, Phil. Let's talk about what everyone's getting excited about, and that's college football. Before we dig too deep locally and, you know, get your prediction, we've got your book here in the studio. Great job, as always, with that. Uh, about East Carolina and some area, other area local teams. What about just the state of college football? Wow, so much is going on. I got to imagine by the time your book went to print, 
that was before the news of uh, USC and UCLA moving for the Big Ten and the college landscape just constantly shifting conference-wise. Uh, let's get your take on that and where you see things maybe headed. Yeah, and if when you asked me that question or anybody asked me that question two years ago, I would have said we're headed to five 16-team super conferences. You know, the Power Five all go up to 16 teams, and, and that's what we'll get. But now it looks like we might be headed to two or three conferences uh and they may have 20 or more teams who knows where it's going to end up i wonder what the effect it's going to have on college football uh it, it didn't have any effect on my magazine this year naturally because the pac-12 is still the pac-12 this year uh the change will come in a couple of years and that'll affect the magazine then but uh, overall being a traditionalist it's a little concerning but we just have to see where it goes remember nebraska left for the big 10 a few years ago the southwest conference disbanded at one time and went to the big 12 and college football survived and thrived so hopefully that's the case once again and then you have the uh, transfer portal you have nil the transfer portal uh, does affect the magazine because there's players moving i'm adjusting power ratings all it's it's a seven-month process of the magazine i'm adjusting power ratings the entire time uh every time somebody hits a portal but the beautiful thing is they closed the portal this year may 1st so we knew every player that had hit the portal that could play this year and then we we got all the major signings in. there's hardly been any signings since the magazine went to the press on June 8th. So that's that's up to date as well. Phil Steele, we are uh, talking with him. He is the college football guru on our Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, Phil wanted to, just a couple technical things about the magazine. Clip and I were talking about this yesterday. You used to do a bold, well, they were bold predictions, but they were bold predictions. Uh, and you'd have at the very front of the magazine all the bowl games listed with your you know preseason predictions. Notice that was missing this year. Yeah, and I, I tell you, let me take you a little inside the uh, magazine process. Uh, it's a it's a seven month process. We start the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I do each team in a three right through. And and I'll give you a prime example: uh, USC this year. Uh, the first right through, I read through every article that is written about all 131 teams. That's right, I do a one team at a time. So you're just immersed in one team reading every article, all the ebbs and flows of every position, and then I write the position. You know, what kind of shape were they heading into last year? What happened last year? And what kind of shape are they heading into this year? And at that point, I had USC about middle of the road of the Pac-12. They only had 11 returning starters. First-year head coach, which usually struggles. They have to learn the strengths and weaknesses of the players. Players have to learn new schemes. Uh, and they only had 11 returning starters coming back. The second write-through process is the uh, the pre-spring where we add in the freshmen now, add in any transfers coming in or out, and you have to readjust your power ratings. Then the third write-through is after I talked to the coaches. Well, I talked to 120 of the 131 head coaches out there, and ironically I'm on the phone with Coach Lincoln Riley the day they signed Jordan Addison. So now all of a sudden they had Caleb Williams as quarterback from Oklahoma, Mario Williams as quarterback or as wide receiver from Oklahoma as my number two wide receiver out of high school, the Blitnikoff winner in Jordan Addison, the thousand yard rusher in Travis Dye. They even added a guy like Shane Lee who started thirteen games as a freshman, a linebacker for Alabama. All of a sudden now USC had vaulted up to my number one most improved team. And then uh also I think they're a contender in the uh, Pac twelve as well. And I mention all that because the coaches' conversations end about two weeks before the magazines do. Then I have to go through and try to get all my forecasts done, scrambling around doing that, and just to get in that last page and make sure you get it all done by June 8th. And one thing that usually ends up 
just lost in the wash is the bowl projections. That's something where you have to do after I do my conference forecasts, which are all in the final couple of weeks, and we're scrambling around. And sometimes the, the bowl forecasts weren't as good as I wanted them to do because they were just sort of thrown together. And it's like, well, pick this team. I don't know. Just go there. And it's one of those pages where at the end of the process, you're just trying to get the magazine out 100% accurate on every page that you put out. So that's why I went, it went away, actually went away last year as well. So this is two straight years we haven't had it. And it just turned into a, a, a madhouse scramble at the end. Phil Steele joining us. Unlike most people who talk about football, talk about sports, he actually cares about what he puts out and yeah. wants to be accurate with it. So that's very refreshing to hear uh, because you don't hear that a lot these days. Uh, Phil, looking at the American, you got East Carolina uh, tied for fourth, and, and you've got the three teams at the top of the AAC, uh, the teams that are leaving for the Big 12, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Cincinnati hasn't lost an American game since they lost back-to-back games to Memphis back in 2019. So it has been a long time since anybody in the American has been able to get Cincinnati. Is it? Are they still head and shoulders above everybody despite all their losses this year, Phil, or do you see teams getting closer to the Bearcats this year? No, actually, I've got a three-way tie for first. Uh, I've got Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston all tied. It was tough for me to pick which one would be there. Now, I'll say this about uh, Coach Fickle. Uh, I went over what I do when I do talk to the coaches. I send them over my sheet, which has every player on them, and all my notes on each player, and then we talk about each player, each position, and go through it. Well, that first Cincinnati team that he took over, uh, that wasn't a very deep, it wasn't a very talented team, and it went just 4-8. and eight. But you could see by the sheets I'm sending over to them and then the sheets after talking to them, this the team is now deep. They go 2-3 to three deep. He's done a tremendous job recruiting. He's got talent throughout, and they do lose the best cornerback combo in the country uh, in Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. They lose some great pass rushers like Myjay Sanders, Curtis Brooks. They lose their quarterback and Desmond Ritter. They lose the MVP of the team and running back Jerome Ford. There's a couple of top receivers, Alec Pierce and Michael Young. But they still have a lot of talent. As you touched on, it's been a long time since they lost an American game. The only game I've got them a dog in in American play this year is at UCF. Uh, so that's uh, it's a team very capable of contending. Now UCF, when I talked to Coach Moles on last year, he brought in a lot of Power 5 transfers. Guess what he did this year? He brought in a lot of Power 5 transfers. So this team actually has upgraded its talent. You take a player like Joey Gatewood, who is one of the top quarterbacks coming out, and he's trying to work in a receiver now. Uh, they've got John Rice Plumley coming uh, added in from Ole Miss. Uh, plenty of talent throughout. And UCF, by the way, is... 30-2 and two in the bounce house the last five years, and they get Cincinnati at home. So I had to put them at the tie for the top. And then Houston, when I was talking to Coach Hogerson last year, going over the squad with them, he pointed out to me, he said, Phil, it's my first normal year at Houston. Because the first year, remember, everybody redshirted after four games. The second year was COVID. And now last year was his first normal year. What happens? 12-2, and two, American title game. And he's got his quarterback back in Clayton Toon. While they lose some players from Sac Avenue, they still have Sac Avenue rolling on there. It's one of the top defensive lines in the country. And they avoid both UCF and Cincinnati in conference play. So they've got a great shot at getting to the title game. So I would put those three at the top. But you know what? I'm sure we're going to talk about this team in a little bit. East Carolina is not too far behind. 
And Phil, let's talk about that team right now. Obviously, you know we cover them uh, all the time here. I'm always interested in your perspective being from the outside looking in. And you don't sugarcoat things. You, you don't have any emotion to it. You just call it the way you see it. And uh, use the, the facts, figures, and numbers to uh, come up with opinions on, on how teams are going to be and, and projections. What about this East Carolina team this year? You know, Mike Houston took this uh, team over a number of years ago, and it, they were on rock bottom. Uh, he's done a heck of a job turning it around. Big upswing last year. Will it continue this year? Absolutely. And last year's squad might have been better than 7-5. I mean, you go back and look at that South Carolina game. South Carolina kicks a field goal on the final play of the game to win. The UCF game, I thought they, they controlled the UCF game, uh, and they end up losing with a late score uh, at the end by UCF. And then the Houston game as well, they lose that thing in overtime. Uh, three games they could potentially have won. And the one thing, I'll go back to what I talked about with Coach Fickle, would probably be the East Carolina defense with Coach Houston. When uh, he took it over, I rated James Madison's defense better than East Carolina's defense that year. They had better talent, I thought. And we saw a defensive line that was small, uh, was built for small, speedy, and gave up a lot of rush yards. Well, they've improved each year under Coach Houston. Now you look at the defensive front, they are much stronger. Probably not quite up to the level he wants to get them there, but very close. The linebacking core is a veteran group, and the secondary should be solid. And then you look at them offensively, you know, Holt Naylor's is back. He's had a couple of up and down years the last two years. I think expectations have been higher for him, but I think he has his best year now as a senior. You look at the running back core with Keaton Mitchell and uh, uh, Harris at running back. That's one of the best running back duos in the American Conference. The offensive line, Coach Houston told me, was the easily the best offensive line he's had here. So, best defense he's had since he's bad had here. Best offense he's had uh, since he's been here, and that makes him a legitimate threat. They do have a couple of games. Uh, the one game that I have a clear underdog in American play is at Cincy, but I've got them favored over Houston. Uh, a couple of toss-up games on the schedule, UCF at home, at Tulane, and at USF. At USF's a tricky one because Jeff Scott's got his best team, and if you watch the first half of last year's USF-Houston game, I thought USF had the talent to play with them. It's just in the second half they got overrun. This is a much better USF team, but overall, I think if East Carolina can win that home game against UCF, uh, we might be talking about them in the mix with the uh, the other three uh, big boys at the top. Phil Steele joining us. Phil, you, you mentioned Holden Aylers there back for another year, his final year, and you've got your top 68 draft-eligible uh, quarterbacks here in your magazine, and Holden Aylers is not on that list. When you're compiling that list, Phil, uh, you know, did his name come up for you? And uh, if you extended that list, uh, where would he land on it? Yeah, well, I, it, honestly, I don't do that list. Uh, that was another one where, uh, you know, we would get to the end of the magazine and sometimes we'd have a couple of moves here or there. So uh, we gave it to NFL Draft Scout. I believe they're the ones that do the, uh, the putting up the, together the list. They talk to a lot of the NFL scouts. And I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the list that goes up in the front of the magazine, but I actually do not have any input to it. Now, if it was college quarterbacks, uh, Holt Naylor's would be far above number 64 on it. But I, I think that the, you wonder a little bit, uh, I don't know what, what the NFL guys are wondering about, because he's got the size, he's 6'3", 228. 
Uh, Ehlers is a guy that's uh, thrown the football well through the years. He's mobile enough. He can run it. I like his arm strength. Uh, so he's going to be the all-time leading passer there. It must have been something about the NFL scouts that uh, was keeping him off that list. Well, this makes sense now, Phil, because as far as individual units go, you've got East Carolina uh, number 57 as far as quarterbacks go. We see also uh, East Carolina running backs in your top 50 and uh, a couple other position groups as well. So, uh, yeah, you do like the Pirates, too, and, and in your overall power ranking, have them in the top half of college football, which we want that number to be better. But, man, looking at years past, it really shows how far Mike Houston has come with this program. Oh, phenomenal job. Coach Houston is doing a great job building this team. The team pages that I used, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun sometimes. I actually will go back and look at the flip open the first year, looking at it, and looking at the second or the, the current year, and just seeing the way the team has progressed is amazing. And so he's building this team exactly the way he wanted to build the team. He couldn't do that his first year. And I think that's why EC struggled those first couple of years. COVID had a little something to do with 2020, but he finally got it rolling last year. And uh, I tell you what, I do a, a newsletter called Inside the Press Box, and uh, I put selections out every week in the in the newsletter. East Carolina's one of my favorite teams last year. <laughs> they covered seven straight games against the spread, so I love those guys. And uh, East Carolina's had a, a team that has traditionally done well against the spread, Phil, and I know uh, you provide that information on a weekly basis for folks that want it. They can go to your website to get more information. We'll give you a chance to uh, promote that and let folks know how they can uh, get your information, not just from the book, but on a weekly basis coming up in a minute. But I wanted to ask, you know, it's hard to put out a spread for the whole week. You're really just at week one right now. Now, what do you have the line of East Carolina versus North Carolina State? That's a huge one in Greenville to open up the season on ESPN, high noon, September 3rd. Uh, What do you see the outcome of that game looking like? Well, Vegas has got the game uh, East Carolina double-digit underdog. Uh, I actually have my line, my personal line on that game, is East Carolina plus three. Uh, so I, I've got NC State a three-point favorite in the game. I like the underdog there. East Carolina's at home. NC State is getting a ton of preseason love here. I mean, uh, you're a lot of folks picking them to win the ACC. They do have a veteran squad. They've got one of the better defenses in the country. Um, my number two linebacking core, number three set of defensive backs, veteran quarterback in Devin Leary, uh, an improved offensive line. So it's a dangerous game. But East Carolina is an under-the-radar team that uh, I think is going to thrive in the underdog role there. So I like East Carolina and uh, uh, take that one right to the wire, and that makes it a potential upset. Phil Steele joining us. How about uh, NC State as a whole there in the ACC? Can they win that Atlantic over Clemson this year, uh, Phil? What do you think about the Atlantic Coast Conference? Yeah, and I went with Clemson to win the Atlantic. Uh, and with Clemson, I think your biggest thing you're going to see out of them is improved quarterback play. Uh, DJ Uwe Ungalele is a guy that dropped 25 to 30 pounds in the offseason going over the offense with their coordinator, uh, Brandon Streeter. Uh, he told me that he was vastly improved this spring. The emphasis was getting the ball out of his hands quicker so he's not taking as many sacks. The offensive line's improved. They've got a great running back core with Shipley, Pace, and Maffa. They've got an improved receiving core as well. Uh, maybe as deep as they've ever deep as they've ever been at receiver. They may not have that one stud receiver, but they're extremely deep. And then, as I mentioned, they'll have improved quarterback play. And where they're really strong is on defense. They got the best defensive line in the country. I mean, you got guys like Thomas, uh, Breezy, Murphy, 
Henry, Davis. I mean, they're loaded on the defensive side. Uh, also have top 10 linebackers and DBs. And they get that big game against NC State at home. And last year, remember, NC State had a veteran squad. They had 19 returning starters. Clemson lost a lot to the uh, draft. And so what happened last year, and the reason we saw Clemson not in the ACC title game, Ohio State not in the Big Ten title game, Oklahoma not in the Big 12 title game, and Alabama even struggled. Remember, they lost to Texas A&M, struggled against Florida, struggled against LSU, should have lost to Auburn last year. The big boys struggled because they were the only non-experienced teams out there. Everybody else had 17 to 21 starters. In fact, the coaches I talked to, 90% of them said, this is the deepest we've ever been, the most experienced we've ever been, and that's why the big boys struggled last year. The playing field's even this year. I think you'll see the big boys get back on top, and that's why I think Clemson is clearly my pick to win the Atlantic. Phil Steele joining us from uh, Phil Steele's magazine. It is out now at uh, bookstores if you if you have a bookstore or you can get it online. Phil, let's go ahead and uh, let people know how they can purchase your magazine. I know a lot of it's through uh, on the internet nowadays. I think we picked ours up at uh, Barnes & Noble here locally. Uh, how can folks get a, get your magazine if they don't already have it? And what can they uh, do during the season to still be involved and get your information? Yeah, I appreciate that. Now, this year was a little different printing-wise. Uh, there's this massive paper shortage, which affected all the printers out there in the country. So we were only able to print half our normal run uh, back in June when we printed the first run of the magazine. So what we opted to do then was just give the magazine exclusively to Barnes & Noble, a good friend of us. Uh, so we gave all the magazines to Barnes & Noble. So if you're out there right now looking for a uh, magazine, don't waste your gas money. Just go to Barnes & Noble. They have it right now. The second run just came off the press. So that will take about two weeks to hit the other stores. So in about two weeks, you'll see it popping up everywhere else. But right now, go exclusively to Barnes & Noble. Now, if you want the digital version, we actually update that all the way through the start of the season. So, you know, coaching change like UAB, Bill Clark gone. They have a different uh, head coach there. That's updated on the digital version right now as opposed to the uh, magazine printed version. And you can get that at philsteel.com. I had mentioned the Inside the Press Box newsletter, Phil Steel Plus. All that's available on philsteel.com. And starting next week, we've, it's been a while since I started doing the daily blogs. We are starting up the daily blog. So I'll have new football information for you each and every day. I'll have a different blog up for you at philsteel.com. And, Phil, what about, uh, you know, we're kind of previewing the season here with you, and you do such an awesome job w- w- with the information. What about on a national level? You know, you got the big story, Lincoln Riley jumping ship from Oklahoma uh, to USC. Where do you see the national, uh, you know, the Final Four and the national championship uh, playing out this year? Yeah, and, you know, as I mentioned, I think it's going to be a return to the powers this year. Uh, I actually have Alabama a double-digit favorite in every game. They've got the Heisman winner back uh, at quarterback in uh, Bryce Young. They've got the best defensive player in the country back in Will Anderson. They're a much more veteran team. Uh, I've got Ohio State, number two, and a potential national champion as well. I mean, they've got three Heisman candidates on offense. C.J. Stroud, at quarterback. Travion Henderson, at running back. Jackson Smith, the jibba at the wide receiver spot. They also should have a much improved defense with Jim Knowles coming over from Oklahoma State. If you look at Ohio State's schedule this year, right now in Vegas, double-digit favorite in every single game. Now, a lot of folks are discounting Georgia because they lost eight guys to the NFL, and their defense is not 
going to be as good as last year, but uh, how could you? I mean, they only allowed 10 points per game last year in this era of offensive football. That's an amazing stat. Yeah, I think their defense drops, but I've got them allowing 16 points per game this year, so that's still a top-five defense. Offensively, they've got Stetson Bennett back, and they've got the schedule to get it done as well. They are a double-digit favorite in every game. Clemson, I have at number four, making the playoff. My main question mark with Clemson, as far as running the table goes, would probably be the road trip at Notre Dame in South Bend. Notre Dame's a very good team. Uh, I've got that game a toss-up. But right now in Vegas, uh, Clemson's favorite in every game. So not exactly going outside the box there. I went with Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson as the big boys. Phil still joining us. Troy, I'm looking at a tweet from last year, from July 28th, 2021, that I put out. And it says, ECU's record if Phil Steele's preseason power rankings turn out to be true. Seven wins, five losses. That's exactly what East Carolina turned out to be. Do you regret that decision, Phil, to go with seven and five? (laughs) Now, the only only thing, so he had South Carolina, so he had East Carolina ahead of South Carolina's power rankings. We remember that game. So frustrating. Uh, Pirates should have been a win. Probably should have won. And he had Memphis ahead of East Carolina's power rankings. That one went down to a two-point conversion. So two nip-and-tuck games. Both came down on a single play, almost. Just going off the power rankings from last year's preseason Phil still got the uh, the record exactly right just uh, speaking to the accuracy I thought that was pretty yeah that's pretty impressive and Phil I mean honestly you you are pretty much on the nose with at least East Carolina I don't look at every team that you predict but obviously we follow East Carolina closely and I value your opinion tremendously because you are so accurate well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think that's uh, one of the reasons that the magazine's so popular. I think if you follow your own team, uh, you know, like everybody does, all 131 teams, uh, a lot of folks say, hey, you told me something about my own team I didn't know. And that's because I just, this is all I work on, year-round college football. And I think talking to the 120 of the 131 head coaches really helps me. And I give the same amount of coverage on a team like East Carolina, but Akron, Troy, even uh, James Madison, same amount of coverage, two full pages, and put the same amount of effort into their forecasts as I do everyone else. So I appreciate that, guys. Appreciate you bringing that up. Phil, we've had you on for years, and uh, in the past we've talked about just the, the amount of effort and time it takes to do what you do, and not just to put the magazine together but then to cover the season and the amount of hours uh, I remember I was just blown away when you told me how you actually watch a game day and, and I, I do I'd love for you to recap that because we might have some new listeners out there that don't know like what you do behind the scenes if you could pull the curtain back and tell us what a typical Saturday is like for you and really like just a kind of a snapshot in the, in the a week in the life of Phil Steele during the college football season yeah, it's it's 102 hours a week, and uh, believe me, if I could make it 98, that would be good. I'd get an extra four hours, but uh, it's all I do, college football. And, you know, Saturdays, i got 12 TVs in front of me, so that's one of those 12 Diet Mountain Dew days where you're just trying to stay focused and stay alert the entire day and watch all 12 games all day long uh, from the, the kickoff at noon all the way through the uh, that doggone Hawaii game when it ends at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then the rest of the week is just spent uh, going through uh, reading, you know, recaps of the games and, and watching the games over again. When you're watching 12 games, you can't listen to the broadcast. So I like to go and, and actually listen to specific games because the, the guys covering the games are, are down there. They're talking to the coaches, getting the latest information, what's going on. So you can pick up some nuggets by listening to the games as well. So I do that. Uh, I've 
doing my power ratings, updating them, keeping the website updated, writing the newsletter inside the press box, doing some radio shows, uh, following along the lines during the week how they're going. But it's it's uh, I do get to spend a little bit of time with my daughter. I Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I get to spend with her in the evenings. But other than that, it's just pure football. Every every minute's uh, devoted to college football. And then the off season, we start the uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving writing the magazine and that's where i said i go through every single uh, article that was written about the team the entire year it might be a stack of 250 pages and it takes a long time to read through it but you really get into a good flow of what happened for each team all season long and once again i'll do the amount of reading on akron which is far less than ohio state but uh, it really gets you into the flow of it and magazine season is seven months it's not 102 hours a week but uh, down the stretch it sure is those last two to three weeks of the magazine is pretty crazy well just talking to every coach and just about every coach in the country it takes a long time uh, as we said there's, there's 130 you mentioned you had talked to 120 coaches just imagine having 120 conversations in your own personal life for folks out there listening that's a lot of people to talk to and then all the media outlets you talk to it's just absolutely incredible this year is volume 28 for phil Steele's college football preview i assume that means it's uh, uh, year 28 for you do you ever get burned out with this, Phil, where you're like, man, I don't know how much gas I got left in the tank. I just want to relax a little bit. Or are you just as energetic about this season as you were 28 seasons ago? Yeah, I think the beautiful thing of it is uh, June, July, and August. Uh, you know, what I do during the months of June, July, and August is uh, I work maybe 40 or 50 hours a week, and that's it. I'm doing a bunch of radio shows, talking to you guys. And that's not even like working, is it? So <laughs> I, I enjoy my three summer months. Uh, I go to Cedar Point, which is an amusement park here with lots of roller coasters in, in Ohio. Uh, me and my, my daughter will take a vacation somewhere. And uh, I'm, I enjoy life in those three months. And then you are all re-back and fired up and, and get ready for the next nine months of uh, just working on nothing but college football. Well, how, how long do you continue to plan on doing this, Phil? Is this like something you think you could do for years, or, or do you plan to say, you know what, after five more years I'm going to retire? Yeah, that's a great question. My daughter asks me that sometimes, and uh, my answer is, what else am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not someone that could sit around and watch TV. I need to be working all day, so uh, I don't I don't foresee a retirement. Uh, we've done it for 27 years. I could see going another 27 years. All right, sounds good. Phil. I think when you're done with this, uh, Phil Stills college basketball preview sounds good. <laughs> yeah, new challenge, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a, here's the thing: my daughter likes uh, hockey. So All right. maybe a, it might be a Savannah Steels NHL hockey. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a niche market, but those that are into hockey would eat it up, you know. <laughs> Phil, great stuff as always. Really appreciate your time. Uh, once again, give yourself a plug how folks can uh, hook up with you online and uh, take advantage of all the information that you have. Well, I appreciate that, guys. You're very kind. Once again, if you're looking for the magazine right now, Barnes & Noble is the one place to go. Uh, that's the uh, exclusive location. It'll hit in the other places in a couple of weeks, but don't wait a couple of weeks. Go out and get it today. You can also go online and order the hard copy. You can order the digital version. That's at philsteel.com, S-T-E-E-L-E.com. There you can also pick up information on Inside the Press Box, Phil Steel Plus, and more. And starting Monday, I'm putting up a different blog every single day. So check out Phil Steel Plus. Go to the daily blogs. It's going to have a lot of good information. All the teams over-unders and and some stuff from Vegas is going to be up on Monday. 
Phil, uh, you amaze me as always. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There's a lot of guys that cover college football on a national level, but uh, I don't know anyone that has the depth of knowledge of you uh, that does this. And in my power rankings, you're number one on the list in the world of college football, my friend. I appreciate that. And I always enjoy my conversations here. It's always great. You know, a lot of radio shows that I do, they, they just want to talk about the top ten teams. I love getting down here and talking to the nitty-gritty with the American Conference and East Carolina. You've got yourself a great coach in Mike Houston. So appreciate you guys having me on every single year. Phil, thanks. We look forward to talking to you next time and enjoy the season. Thanks. Phil Steele joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, a tradition unlike any other Troy D. Get you fired up for football and add some positive things there to say about Mike Houston and the Pirates. Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of fired up. I liked your stat, by the way. You figured that out. You did the math last year. On the, you, you took the power rankings, and whichever team was ranked higher on his power rankings, you gave it as the win. And you did that preseason to put ECU at 7-5. We finished 7-5. You have done the math now again, Clip Brock, what will the result be for ECU football for 2022, according to Phil Steele's power rankings, ECU versus their opponents as we sit today? The Pirates, Troy D, would go bowling once again. They would be 7-5 and five wow. once again. All right. And I was a little nervous doing this this year because this schedule, I, I, we forget how good BYU is, uh, NC State, and then you got UCF, Cincinnati, Houston in the conference, who's ahead of East Carolina. Yeah. Those uh, would be the five losses on the list. Campbell, Old Dominion, Navy, USF, Tulane, Memphis, Temple, the wins. Now, last year, it didn't shape out exactly how Phil said it was, but one of the games he had East Carolina, let's say, predicted to win, they lost. One of the losses was a win. He had uh, basically East Carolina ahead of um, or below Memphis, and East Carolina was able to win that game. And then South Carolina was the one East Carolina was ahead of, and good grief, we and, had and chances those, to win that yeah, game. Yeah, could have gone either way. Both of them, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's too, almost so, too close to call. Uh, just find that interesting. So 7-5 and five would be the number. I also found this interesting. If it does go that way, Troy, that would mean East Carolina – would have a six-game winning streak next year, which would be awesome, and also a four-game losing streak. So the schedule, the second half, that stretch of UCF at BYU at Cincinnati versus Houston is a very tough stretch. Hmm. But, man, ECU could be playing for a lot uh, there in October, November. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I got a good feeling about this home opener. East Carolina, I, a double-digit underdog to NC State. He, but... Uh, to Phil Steele, plus three. His line, plus three, and I trust his line more than the uh, Vegas line. I think it's going to be a much closer game than Vegas thinks. And, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I think ECU pulls the upset. Oh, here we I, go. Here, here I, we I know go. it's a little early for week one predictions. And maybe, just maybe, Clip, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little too early. But man, I'm getting I've been having a chance to talk to some of these guys and these coaches and players and I'm kind of getting fired up again. Okay. The old engine's getting fired up. I know it was like one of those old Cadillacs you had to warm up in the engine before, you know, in the garage or outside before you could start to to drive it. But man, it's once it starts rolling, it's rolling. Watch out. I'm not get out I, the I, way. You know, I, I don't want to rain on your parade. I don't want to be pessimistic. Well, and and Pirates find a way to beat NC State. They're good enough to do it if they execute. They have the talent to be able to do it. That's without question. They can do it. Um, 
then if they beat NC State. Oh, we're doing this now? I'm just saying you leave September 4-0. Now, what happens after September, I'm not making any predictions. Who knows? But it is if ECU beats NC State, the Pirates go 4-0 in September. What happens is you go, uh, according to Phil Steele, you go 7-0 to start the season. <sighs> this Could place you handle that? <laughs> would be lit. <laughs> now, imagine if we start just 4-0. Oh, yeah. Imagine what happened to the Super Regional with, you know, Texas and everything, the yeah. atmosphere. Take that in times 10. That's what this place would be like. You know what? While we're doing this scenario, Troy, we're 7 and 0, and we've got. I, it, we're, it, we're in the top. It's, it's realistic possibility. Okay, it, it is. We're 7 and 0. We're in the top 25 because we beat State and yes. kept winning. At 7-0, you cannot deny the Pirates a top 25 ranking. We paint it black oh my God. as East Carolina welcomes in UCF. And isn't it time for payback? Their final time probably coming oh to Dottie Ficklin Stadium. After all the heartbreak, after last year's game, after that BS Hail Mary game that we had against them, after the Marcus Crandall broke leg game, after all the heartache playing those jackasses over the years, what a way to pay them back on paint it black night. You almost nailed it. <laughs> I feel like you missed a T in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is more of a fantasy than the Survivor it, game we played yesterday. What's, when is that game? That would be October 22nd. That's got to be, and you know what? That's got to be like a national big time. I think ESPN picks that up, puts it in prime time. What if UCF is undefeated? comes in 7 and 0. ABC. You're looking live. <laughs> College game day. Man, it's, is in Greenville that weekend. It's really fun to think about these things. That scenario is not ruled out at this point. We know that. Season hasn't started. It's July 21st. Yeah. If it's ruled out now, then we're in trouble. Yeah. There have been other seasons that we've ruled that out. Nah, because anything's possible, like Troy. Coach Mo was here. It anything's was not possible. possible. Uh, man, I'm telling you, you start running that scenario, I start getting the goosebumps. Might as well. This, this is tis the season to get excited. Could this be on the 30th anniversary of the Peach Bowl victory? God, I hope it happens so you'll stop talking about the Peach Bowl. Could it be a It'll dream be season in the making? Then it'll be 30 more years of talking about this Peach Bowl. Well, that's fine. No, no, I'll just run it. the table. Well, I will go to some other, but maybe we'll make it to the like the uh, Fiesta Bowl or something. You know, what are the fringe bowls this year? God. Because they won't fan. let us in the Final Four. You yeah. Know, that's not going to How happen. lame is that, by the way? But maybe they'd let us in like the Sugar Bowl or whatever the fringe Yay, bowl is. Yay, we're in the Sugar Bowl. I'll take it. Who cares? What if it is the Peach Bowl this year? Who cares? It could be. Back to the Peach Bowl. It's meaningless. 30 years later. We'll play. 30 30 it still ago. means something to me, Clip. Yeah. You play against a team Not that doesn't want to be there. They sit out 14 players. Such a joke, the postseason. I'm just not going to take your negativity right now and, and co-sign on that, sir. All right. Well, It'll definitely mean something. And if we're undefeated going to the Peach Bowl, guess who will be pumped up about it? You, you play all oh, the Grim Reaper right now, the, the Grinch that stole Christmas. But when it happens, you'll be fired up. I'll be pissed off for not in the the chance to win a championship. Twelve and zero, you deserve to be there. And maybe you know what? Maybe the maybe the uh, chips fall the right way, and they do. What if East Carolina made it as the fourth seed? 
This is sports talk radio, folks. In July. This, this is sports talk in July. radio. But in this July. is we gotta have this conversation, Clip. We got to. And who else is gonna have this conversation other than me? And <laughs> nobody. <I> mean, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> this is us. But this is stuff people talk about. Yeah. And this is I mean, there's a buzz about this team. Buzz. I can feel it. All right. Uh Shirley Rose, let's open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Or do we go to the Military Bowl and get a rematch with Boston College? Scott, our Maryland fan, says Military Bowl versus Maryland. We've already done that. I don't want to do that either. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? A $15 gift card, courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. Mm, sounds like a plan. I love the, uh, night. what are those little sliders? Tinder things? sandwiches. Yes, God, those are good. Very you know good. Who also likes those? Tyler Dreyfus. He could bury those things. I got go, a hungry 14-year-old uh, at home. Make sure you get extra... What are they called? Tinder sandwiches. It's Tinder as simple sandwiches. as that. <laughs> Tinder sandwiches. They're but they're sliders, right? And they're like in a split top bun, toasted like just te- right, like a Texas toast bun. And I like the um, with the what's the red sauce called on buffalo. it? Buffalo. Yeah, buffalo sauce. <laughs> yeah. Are you an alien? Are you did, okay? did you just move to Earth? No, I'm more of a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great inside joke that's that I would love reference. to talk about with <laughs> when we come back. We'll, we'll mention it when we come back. Right. Uh by the way, pull a Perry Owens and put some ranch on it if you yeah. get those tender sandwiches. Put some ranch on it. Because those are very good. Yeah. 317-1250. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Kenny Jenkins of Winterville. Got the $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, they've got you covered with no third party needed. They have their own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Open till 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Wings Over Greenville has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Awesome interview with Phil Still. As I mentioned earlier today, Troy, we might have set a record today if you count the Greenville Little League uh, Tar Heel All-Stars, we've had like 37 guests on the show today. I know. Could be a right? new this, record. This was a lot. It was a full studio earlier. Good to see those guys. Yeah, it was awesome. Wish them the best of luck. Not the up. first time that's happened in the past week. We've had three different Little League teams yeah. in here. We're running a daycare, basically. If you like to drop your child <laughs> off, uh, we'll talk financials when you get here. But uh, yeah, you can drop your kids back. I saw yeah, that. Great, great uh, interview with Phil Steele, yeah. the college football guru, who uh, I graded out very highly clip. Are you? Do you have a feel still? I was trying. I I lost it. I had it earlier, and I lost it. I started shifting back into Jeff Connors' world. Yeah, and I once I started Connors and competing with 
Well, just make sure you go home and do some exercises that I showed you. <laughs> My problem is when I try to do Phil Still, I turn into Mike Oresco and just start yeah. going Oresco. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Still. And remember Tom from Greenville that used to call us all the time? Of course. Sound very similar. They do. So you yeah. got to, if you can do Tom from Greenville, you can do Phil Still. Yeah. He was, uh, guys, let me tell you something. Still hear from him every now and then. Yeah. Uh, on the fifth. Quarter. I miss hearing from Tom. Yeah. Uh, I saw an ad coming back into, uh, well, what i'm watching on television which is major league baseball and it was for you can win tickets and win stuff to the field of dreams game you know the MLB's oh i love that in. i thought yeah. it was really cool and they're it doing it like, again you get yeah i guess it's gonna get yeah. played out if they do it too often when is that ah, once a year is not bad it's the game in uh iowa uh yeah let me see in the cornfield have they played it this year or it's has the kevin it, costner game they uh, haven't played it yet thursday august 11th yeah Troy Day. who's Last in it this year? year i think the cubs are in it this year right reds cubs yeah how the heck did you know that? I remember hearing that the Cubs were going to be in it. Sneaky over here. Yeah. That was good. I did not know who they were playing. I just remember they were going to be one of the teams. I but they can only have like a thousand fans or something. It's like really yeah, expensive. Yeah. Uh, but they give you, you know, airfare, tickets, a package, all that. And yeah. then the last line, it said, operate the manual scoreboard. Oh. And I was like, well, that'd be cool to do, but they're basically just getting free labor out of you like you win a contest to come well i bet it's just for a little bit i don't think it's the whole game <laughs> no and by all the way, nine you, innings no air condition you have to sit in there yeah. and put up numbers hey, yeah can you go clean those porta johns out there too? <laughs> they made they put you to work out there it would be a cool experience no doubt to uh go to that game it, it, it shows well the visuals are fantastic on tv <laughs> oh last year with kevin it, costner and the players from the yankees and the white Sox coming out of the cornfield was yeah uh, i know i don't know if they do they do that again do they make it that hokey you know dyer so. dyersville iowa and but, like when you google it up troy d it says location field of dreams movie site yeah so it's the actual is field. this heaven yeah. no no it's, it's iowa yeah, it's cool. I, I'll be interested to see if it has the same effect after they've already done it one time. Like it was, it was really awesome last year, especially with the sunset, and then the way the White Sox won it on a uh, walk-off homer, I believe, if I remember correctly. Are you a Field of Dreams expert? <laughs> I just all this is coming back to me. I don't know any of this. I stuff. Know. No, for real. I remember it was like, a, and then the fireworks went off at the end. It was pretty wild. Hey, Molly, don't worry. Troy's my new baseball guy. I got my new baseball yeah. guy here. Uh, speaking of Field of Dreams, weren't was, there were ghosts in that movie, or were they aliens? Yeah, well, it depends who you talk to. Here, here's an interesting... I, I don't even know how much... In, speaking of inside baseball... Here. Shooter's Joe Jackson is an alien? There was a, we have a group text within the company here. I don't want to share too much information, and I'll keep people's names out of it. Is that fair? I That's guess fine. if we don't uh, disclose any identity. Yeah, don't do it. I don't even know who sent the original text, but it was about... Somehow it got on to... Next week's pirate question of the week. CJ, us. you were trying to get ahead, right? Was it you that sent it? Uh, no, uh, no, no it, was, it, it was someone else. It's a was it the person person that, that barks here? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So there was a few questions that sent. Yeah, yeah. One was, you know, do you believe in aliens? Do aliens, aliens exist? exist? Do you believe in ghosts? Ghosts. They were two separate questions. Yeah. Which are, you know, I was like, oh, that'd be interesting to see everyone's opinion on that. I'll yeah. answer that. I've asked those to the I, players that yeah. have joined us. All right. So, but then we had a coworker respond, how stupid is that? We all know aliens and ghosts are the same thing, basically. One of the more amazing statements I've no, ever seen in my life. I was like, I, look, I read it. And I was like, aliens and ghosts, the same thing. It's like, 
I want to. How would, stupid is that comment? <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And but and here's I was like, the I was actual like, text. All right, uh, can we X the aliens? Aliens, ghosts, same thing. Supernatural. <laughs> and, and before i could even respond i was like i'm not even gonna respond to this everyone else jumps on and just bashes the heck out of you know who have you seen the movie et with that ghost from the sky <laughs> have you seen the cartoon casper the friendly alien it's all the same thing one of the craziest statements i've ever heard in my life yeah i gotta say aliens are like ufos in outer space and ghosts are supernatural. Which is where ghosts come from, too. <laughs> or like ghosts or spirits. Two totally different things, by the way. Like, they're not even close to being the same thing. Uh, and I don't know anyone, but now I don't Troy, know anyone that has taken the side of this co-worker to say they're right. Uh, Troy, they're all grouped into outer space, la-la land, according to this person. So ghosts come from outer space, as do aliens. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> haunted house isn't in outer space just a fantastic uh topic this is what we deal with this is how our morning started at pirate radio i want to have this person i want to record an interview with this oh my person God, please no <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record this person i know you're thinking it was not wes <laughs> no, yeah. no. i'm gonna go ahead and protect him right now we got a new not. pirate radio podcast idea well of course it ain't me ghosts come from antarctica <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I found it in the alien section. <laughs> what are you doing with this ghost, Wes? I found it in the I found it in the outer space section. <laughs> All right, we got to get another break in. Uh, oh, we'll God. take a time out. Come back. Just a little behind the scenes there. Yeah, but you know, I think people appreciate what goes on in real life here. And, yeah. I tell you, and folks, we are real people, Bob. Yes, folks, tune in. We're not actors, just playing radio professionals. Troy, your face is very white. You look like you've seen an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I well want done. you people listening to see if you can find one person that thinks aliens and ghosts are interchangeable. I, I've thing. never heard that. Is before. that our homework? Yeah. Just every And I would say, all right, if this was like a 2 a.m. text, group text, and this person was like <laughs> hey, inebriated. Hey, right, yes. hey, you up? <laughs> yeah, I got a question. <laughs> Maybe there was a ghost involved. and ghosts the same thing? I'd give them a pass. This was like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, first thing up. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? I'm having my coffee, and I'm hoping no aliens or yeah. ghosts enter the building. So I can't wait to next week's questions. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna and be a find deal. out who responds. Yeah. I mean, that'd be like picking a horse for the best athlete of all time. Yeah, no, it's a horse and a piece of fruit, the same thing. We all know they're the same thing. A horse and a piece of fruit is the same thing. All right. Yeah, right. and a horse is not an athlete, by the way. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Clip, uh, as we close out the show, I had to uh, do a little research here just because, you know, I have to, especially when we talk about ghosts and aliens the definition between paranormal and supernatural (laughs) okay paranormal is something that cannot be explained scientifically so 
at least not yet. So something like an alien could one day be scientifically proven if you had an alien body, so to speak. Okay. Some say there are. Right. The government already has some. Area 51. Right. Exactly. Don't even say that again. Supernatural is a phenomenon that is beyond our capability to understand. Yeah. So that would be something like a ghost. Mind blown. And there's a reason why people say uh, someone ghosted me. They don't say they aliened me. Correct. Troy used that line for real during the break and we cracked up. Yeah. That was a a good line. I, I will give you that 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 was a good line. However, I only give you a little bit of leeway on it. Don't talk to your team hey, captain like that. <laughs> this is my first round draft pick talking like this. I, I mean, come on, it's going to her head. Yeah, I knew it. Hey, uh-huh. hey, my contract's airtight. What are you talking about, Shirley? You know what? I'm. A, I got a surprise for you. What? You've done good this week. You won Survivor. I'm going to give you the day off tomorrow. Yes! Yep, you can take the day off. Who's producing tomorrow? We're bringing in Wes. Woohoo! Nah, we We're got going the, CJ uh, Chan, man. CJ and Chan. All right, that's good. Shirley, we'll see you Monday. See you Monday. And we'll see you fine folks coming up uh, Friday, 3 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.